That's it. I'm retiring. I'm done. You know, the guy who used to run this joint, you know, Sirius XM, Jim, Jim Meyer. I remember he came to me and said, I'm going to retire. I said, really? Because he's the same age as me. And uh, he was like, I'm going to retire. And I was like, yeah, well, what about me? He goes, well, I Why think are you, you telling keep... me I have to stay? <laughs> right. Why do I have to stay and you get to retire? And he was like, you know what? People, uh, people need you. They don't need me. And I went, yeah, maybe you're right. I, I mean, not that they don't need you, but I, I hear you. You know, we've got a lot of fans, and it would be weird to leave. Uh, but I woke up, my alarm woke me up, and I, and I started thinking about Jim. You know, I was like, wonder what he's doing he today. right now, yeah. Yeah, right. He's sleeping. <laughs> I, I, oddly, like I heard, have an alarm clock anymore. I'm in touch with him every once in a while. Not a lot, but yeah. uh, he just told me he liked to hike. You met Jim. He didn't look like he. He, he, didn't look, he never looked like a hiker. No. No. <laughs> hiker. Yeah, he didn't look like a guy who got out of the house that much. He didn't look like much of an outdoorsman. He was very white. Um, very. Like I never. Yeah. I thought he never saw the sun. Yeah, I, I thought like maybe he had a skin cancer scare, and then he <laughs> decided I'm never leaving the house again. I don't want any sunlight on me. Uh, my my dermatologist. I remember I went to see him. And, you know, check me out. I was fine. I've never had one of those cancerous moles or anything. I mean, they, sometimes right. they take them off and they have to check, but never had any of those. And uh, my dermatologist said to me, you should wear sunscreen. I said, well, I do when I'm like sitting out by a pool or like I go for a walk. He goes, no, indoors. All the time. <laughs> All the time. He says, I put it on. This guy, he makes Jim look like a black man. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I said, you know, I notice your skin's almost like translucent. It's, he goes, <laughs> I wear it, I wear it all the time. He goes, even if you're sitting by a window, you're getting those dangerous ultraviolet lights or whatever ultraviolet rays on you. And I said, listen, dude, it's over. I'm not, I can't do it. I said, I'm, I don't leave the house. I, I don't do anything. I drink hot water while other people at my parties have drinks. Um, right, and you walk around with that big floppy hat on if you're outside. Yeah, I've got a hat. You know what I bought? <laughs> I look like such a douche. Have you ever run into me outside? I've got that big giant sun hat. But you ever see guys who you know do gardening and outdoor work for a living? Yeah, they've got a big giant flap off the back of the hat. Like it looks like um, the the um, it, it it looks like um, Lawrence of Arabia. You right, know what I, was I mean? Say guys in the desert. Used to, yeah. you know, have that flap in the back. I got the flap on the back so that, like, my <laughs> neck doesn't get burned. You know, because my mom, when I, which used to take me to Jones Beach and Point Lookout here on Long Island, when you know I was a kid, I didn't put. I don't remember putting any suntan lotion Nobody on. Nobody put on sunscreen back no. then. I came. I was like a fucking lobster. Nobody gave a shit about me. But nobody even understood that stuff. You know, you know, they just, the kids ran around and turned red and uh, blistered and whatever. <laughs> I'm tired of that. I know sunscreen had been invented back then. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, I'm tired of that explanation because my mom will do that. I'll go, Mom, I can't believe I'm reading in the newspaper that as a baby, if you had breastfeed, breastfed me, I would be possibly 15 IQ points higher in intelligence. It could be as much as five and as little, no, as much as 15 and as little as five, but I would be I mean, smarter. Maybe, maybe three or four. 
<laughs> that means when someone says to me, um, it's 14, uh, 1400 o'clock, you know, military time, I'd understand what that means. I wouldn't have to count on my toes that it was somewhere around two o'clock in the afternoon. If you, if just like, I, I would have been able to, you know, ace chemistry if you had just given me some of your titty milk. <laughs> Listen, back then we didn't know. We had no idea. The doctors told us that we should give formula. That it was more filling for the baby. Believe you me, if I had known. It is a great disappointment to me. I would have loved to have breastfed. But we just didn't know. And I'm like, you know what? Some women knew. There was a woman. Somebody figured out that their titties might have better milk than the, a, man, a man's invention. <laughs> Shame on you with that explanation. Back then, but, I was born in 1954. I wasn't born in the Middle Ages. When she said well, back you then, can't you can't have it every way. She listened to the doctor. Don't forget, <laughs> when, when you were born, Columbus had just discovered America. <laughs> you, know, you know, you think, you know, like, no, no, there were women who breastfed. I have contemporaries who had the tit. You did. What are you talking from the about? city, not from the country. Country friends had the titty. <laughs> Hillbilly women. That's why their kids grew up to be successful. <laughs> but I, I, I sit and I imagine what I would be like with 15, possibly 15 higher IQ. 15 is high. I'll tell you why it's high. You take somebody like um, like a Bobo who got an 80-something on the IQ test. Or Sal, yeah. Or, or What did Sal get, 100? He was in the 80s, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, God. Don't bring that up. 102, in. calm down. I mean, what a shame. What shame on his family. <laughs> Imagine I'm the smartest in my family. Yeah, he he's he's the he's gone the furthest. Um, That's right. He's Jethro in his family. One oh two. Yeah, he knows his gazintas. <laughs> two gazinta two. <laughs> two goes two gazinta six three times. Um. Anyway, when I think about oh yeah, so you take Sal. One oh two, add fifteen, and you know what? He's above average. Yeah. I mean, it's the difference between a, a fucking moron and above average 15 IQ points. A guy He's who an, thinks he can fly or right. a guy who has his feet on the ground. Right. <laughs> because he's a 102, he believes he levitated over his bed and that when he finds a dime, he's getting a message from the universe. I locked eyes and communicated with a squirrel. Yeah. He communicates with squirrels because he's a 102 and you get it. When you, when you, when you look <laughs> at his IQ points, you go, Hey, you know what? At least he's not, at least there's no slobber coming from his mouth. Yeah. As he, as he spews these ridiculous notions. <laughs> you know, 102 is a guy who runs out of work, stops off at a hot dog place to get some to get napkins so that he can jerk off at a booth in Times Square. <laughs> That's a 102. You the get it. You get the dumber you get. Had he had he been breastfed, 15 points. That's a guy who might have gone to uh, I don't know Berkeley. Might have gone to uh, 
I don't know. UCLA. He'd actually Madden. leave work and go home. That's what he'd yeah. do. He wouldn't be yeah. at some breads for napkins. Right. And he'd then actually, off to the titty bird. Yeah, he'd probably just <laughs> fuck his wife. I'm an idiot. You got to listen to his Sal on uh, meditation. This is a guy with a 102, but think, yeah. Uh, this is a tape I was going to play later in the show, but as long as I'm talking about Sal, this is this is so arrogant. You know, I do uh, transcendental meditation. Now, why do I pick that form of meditation? There was a... Uh, the way it goes is this. The Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who invented transcendental meditation, actually didn't invent it. He stu- he, in India, he traveled for days to a cave just to find his master and there was a man named Guru Dev who the Maharishi had to seek out he wanted to learn to meditate and a young man the Maharishi at a young age before he was Maharishi his name was probably just Steve Dave (laughs) Dave he went and found the Guru Dev Guru meaning great teacher Guru Dev and the Guru Dev said to Maharishi sit with me in this cave. And for years, in total silence, Maharishi sat at the feet of Guru Dev. And this is a beautiful story. And he learned the nuances. And they formulated a form of meditation where busy Americans, busy uh, people in the, um, in the, in the cultural world, in the, in the modern world, would be able to twice a day dip into their consciousness and refresh. But this took almost a scientific approach, even in the metaphysical world. There was quantum mechanics, there were things discussed, and years and years, the Maharishi and Guru Dev developed this. And then Maharishi came to the United States, not a wealthy man, had nothing, and began to talk about meditation. And because he was so brilliant, and because of this methodology they, they discovered, Transcendental meditation took off to the point that the Beatles even became interested. The the biggest cultural phenom, and and so transcendental meditation took off. Uh, ignoring all of that, a guy with a one hundred two IQ says, "Fuck that! I don't need it. I don't need his help. I'll invent my own meditation." He invented a meditation. Sal Sal invented it, and without any basis in fact he didn't sit anywhere he sat with a squirrel <laughs> he sat with a squirrel and, and and you know because when you have a 102 you you just accept that you you know in, in your world you go i must know as much as anyone else right he's had so many good ideas and got yeah. in so little trouble you think you know <laughs> of course he would come up with a meditation Welcome to meditation with Sal Governale. I have a whole process. What I do is I hold my red jasper. The red jasper stone is said to increase emotional stamina, self-confidence, balance, calm, and relaxation. Take my red jasper and I rub it on my palms until it gets nice and hot. And all the energy of the red jasper goes into my system and into the molecules of my soul. It's where the body and soul come together. I take a deep breath in, I hold it for 10 seconds, and then I release it slowly through my mouth for 10 seconds. Then when I'm completely out of breath, I do three extra pushes of breath out. So it's completely out of my system. Pay close attention to this. It's brilliant. When I'm completely out of breath, I push three more breaths out. So he's not completely out I blow out, out some more uh, air. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to the action. Then I repeat that process. Once you do that 10 times, you get more and more relaxed. You actually feel your body becoming lighter. 
space. It's just a light-like feeling. You feel your body connect with your soul. You have to push that air out. And what you're doing is you're taking any anxiety, any negative energy, and you're sucking it in, and then you're releasing it for good. <sighs> Pure. You're connected with your Heavenly Father. You're connected with the souls that you congregated with prior to coming to Earth. Big waste of time. <sighs> Is he annoying? Is he annoying or what? I take my red jasper and I rub it I wanna, until it's really warm. I take the red jasper and I shove it up my ass. That's come. where it should be. It'd be nice and warm up there. <laughs> and get into the molecules of your soul. And who were the souls that he congregated with before coming to Earth? And it was it's a whole backstory he created. What do they say, these souls he used to be with they say don't listen to howard and robin no they don't they say what the heck is wrong with you <laughs> don't they say you have 102 iq and you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about you're sounding like an idiot sometimes <laughs> what's with your tan dude i'm talking about Whoa. sunscreen what you what's going on are you bronzing what what the hell you're so dark well, it's it's funny you should say that howard when i meditate i i, I meditate outdoors so. yeah well dude put some sunscreen on you look yeah, ridiculous I, I did have uh I did have melanoma, so yeah. Uh, well, that's why. Not yeah. only are you an idiot the way you well, meditate, you're a moron the way you. One oh two doesn't make you think. I need sunscreen if I'm going to lie outside and meditate. Yeah, because when I'm meditating, my aura protects me from the my UV. jasper, my red jasper up my ass. <laughs> <Red jasper. laughs> you know what he Sal now looks like a red jasper from meditating outdoors. <laughs> a brown jasper. <laughs> Rub your head. They're literally darker than Robin. <laughs> I love it. It's crazy. <laughs> the sun is good. Why? For you. Why do? Why do all these white men want to be black? What is that? I don't know. Well, I Except just like when it really uh, counts. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they don't want to be black when it comes to you know getting a job or something because or of being racism. in court or any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, for some reason, <clears throat> you're the, you're you're the color of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Mahogany Governale. My, if I was yeah, a black guy, right. I would laugh at a guy like you. I'd be like, look at this guy. <laughs> oh, everybody laughs at me. White, black, it doesn't matter. <laughs> everybody, all races laugh at you? Oh, yeah. Polka dotted people, yeah. whatever it is. They all you, you bring but how are you right? Because yeah. my dad wanted to be black in the worst way. My dad, when, talk about sunscreen. When we were younger, my dad used to um, soak himself in olive oil right. and go in the sun. And I, yeah. that's crazy. You're literally frying yourself. The guy, you know, and then they go, you know what it is? I look better with a tan. And you know what? Look at these people. They never look better with a tan. No, <laughs> they look weird. Yeah, like Sal, you don't look any, you look odd. <laughs> I look like Mr. You know what Hank. I mean? Like, I don't know what it is. I guess it's, we, we play, our eyes play tricks on us. We go, man, I look so good with my tan. And they right. never look good. Right. There was a dude uh -huh. I knew. This guy loved to fucking tan. I mean, so tan, it was like, like as dark as tan mom, you know? Right. And he, it, it was, I mean, people just walk around talking about this guy. It was, he was such a good And he thought he looked great. He did. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Sal Jolson. <laughs> you oh, look God. like you need a bath. 
was going to say, he could be accused of using blackface. Well, yeah, no. yeah. You're going to be up on charges. <laughs> blame the sun. I sue the sun. Don't sue me. Sue the sun. There you go. God, we need to get cup. you a restraining order from the sun. Oh, stop it. I mean, he's going <laughs> so out in the sun. I can't come that close to you. Am I really not? Yeah, dude, you look at the, you know what? You're like the color of a UPS truck. I got a UPS delivery <laughs> yesterday, and it was like that exact color. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sal. You're gorgeous. You, you, you. you sound great, and you look great. Oh, uh, wonderful. Thanks so much. But, uh, yeah, what was I talking about? Oh, the alarm know, clock retirement. The, oh, your mother breastfeeding you, and you would have been 15 yeah. points higher in your IQ. Mm, it makes that sense. drives me insane. If someone, if my mother, I don't know, she claims she read books on child psychology and stuff, but I think she got it all backwards. <laughs> all she had to do was breastfeed me. I could have handled the rest. Was she breastfed? I don't know. I mean, if she no one knows. Her mother, what the doctor was saying. How would I know? My mother died when I was nine years old. Howard, let me tuck you in and tell you a story. I had nothing. My sister had nothing. Our father didn't tell us our mother had died. He just sent us off. He said he couldn't take care of us anymore. Okay, Mom, I'm almost asleep. This is working. <laughs> the Nazis came. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. They took your grandmother's whole family. Every one of them dead. All right, I'm almost in REM sleep. Keep telling me my story. <laughs> <laughs> no one cared about me. I never had a toy. We wore the same pair of underwear every day, my sister and I. One pair of underwear. Between the two of them? <laughs> Don't be funny. No, I'm sorry. We each had a pair. <laughs> Things weren't that bad. <laughs> the Nazis gassed your grandmother's entire family. Okay. I don't think I'll be a sad adult. <laughs> I can survive this. Yeah. But anyway... um, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, I was going to ask you something. It's important. So for years, I always heard my parents, like when I was a kid growing up, they had an expression, not an expression, it was just part of the English language. I always heard my mother go, um, I have a bugaboo with that. Mm. Uh, you know, I always heard that expression. I, I, I have a bugaboo, meaning I have a problem or a, Something really, it's like an itch. It's like, like, like a, that's a bugaboo. Uh huh. And I, and I've used that term myself. I have a bugaboo. So I'm reading the New York Times last night at three o'clock in the morning because I was just wide awake. And, um, the, the, the guy writing it said, I have a bugbear. It's a bugbear of mine. My mother would say, a it's a bugbear. My mother would say, it's a bugaboo of mine, a bugaboo. Meaning it's a it's a it's a thing that always irritates. It irritates, me. yeah. Yeah, like yeah. like when someone says like a lot. Hey, like uh, like like hey man, like I was just trying. You know, that's a bugaboo of mine. <laughs> but then here I am at three o'clock in the morning reading the New York Times. I say that 
to show you how smart I am. You know, I'm sitting there reading the New York Times at three o'clock in the morning. Sounds impressive, doesn't it? Um, Sounds like something Sal would do. Right. <laughs> it's he. The the guy wrote, "It's a bugbear of mine." Now I've never heard that term. Me neither. So I bet you my mother and father were wrong saying bugaboo. There's uh-huh. probably no such explanation. There's no such word. Does anybody know of what I'm talking about, Gary? Yeah, I looked it up. So the term bugaboo is a real term. I don't know if it's a oh. real word, but it's a term that people used. But it's based on a goblin from Scotland that was a bugbear. So, oh. so it is, it's a bugbear of mine. Right, but the word bugaboo became more commonly used according to um, etymology.com. So why why would it become bugaboo, I wonder? Like, why would, like, I have a feeling people just didn't understand that it's bugbear. Yeah, it sounds like a game of telephone where somebody right. originally was saying the word correctly, but then it got to a certain level where people heard bugaboo, and that's what it became. <clears throat> hmm. Well... Because I've heard of bugaboo. I don't know what it is, but I never heard the term bugbear. I, I don't know. I asked my wife. I said, my wife had never heard of either one. So she was just like, don't ask me. So I figured you would know, and now you don't know. And <clears throat> Well, you know, you used it was this funny term that people used in comedy. You know, like you'd like it's something the Three Stooges might say or something. Yeah. But I've never heard bugbear at all. But it never questioned what bugaboo was either. <laughs> uh, Dave, go ahead. You're on the air in New York. Hey, good morning, Howard. Hey, good morning, Robin. Hey, I just hey wanted now. to let you know I just tried that meditation that uh, uh, hey I was talking about. Yes. And uh, hey, now. And I got hey through now. the second breath and I fucking fainted. I fell right off the fucking couch. My wife thought I was dead. So it does yeah. work. It does relax you pretty good. Yeah. Uh, did you have your red jasper? Yes. Actually, that's. I think that really took all the energy out of me. So I just. Uh, <laughs> I, I just first of all. It. First of all, what Sal is doing sounds like he's hyperventilating. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get all the air out of his. I mean, it just. Makes I love no how sense. he says when he breathes in, he's taking all this negativity in. Why would he do that? Then he breathes it out. (laughs) Usually when you breathe in, I mean, everything about Sal is moronic. (laughs) You know, it even sounds dangerous, dare I say. Well, there are breath exercises that can send you into hallucinations. Well, there are pranayama and yoga. There there are things called pranayama and yoga that... You know, that are breathing exercises. But what Sal is doing is just more, and even the explanation is moronic, as you say, breathing in the negativity. Now, breathing in some air wouldn't be negative. What negativity is he breathing in? Why would you breathe in negativity to just yeah, breathe it out? That's a dumb thing to do. If you've, if you're breathing, why would you breathe deeply into negativity? How about breathing in beautiful, purifying air and then releasing it? And, you know, it, 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 the whole thing is just off. It's, it's Sal trying to be a Maharishi, and he's nobody. When I, he's when he I, has nothing. Can I explain? Can I explain? Me? I'm the perfect idiot. Sal? Oh, there's Go an ahead. explanation. Go yes, ahead. there is. If you could keep quiet for a second, Robin. 
Uh, is I it that you're stupid? In, no. <laughs> no, you breathe in. Yes, breathe in your negativity. <laughs> so what I when I no, I'm saying the stresses of the day and any anxiety that you carry, when you breathe it in, you you envision no, the anxiety. All right, you I can't explain listen it. to me. Listen to me. Even if yes, you're going to call yourself a meditation teacher, which you're not, why wouldn't you breathe out all the negativity and stresses of the day? Even your explanation is moronic. You're I breathing in. You're breathing in more negativity. No, Go ahead. When, you, when, when you breathe in, you breathe in, and you contain all the negativity and anxiety on the breath. <laughs> And then, That's not what you said in your little tape there. Well, well, those, those. Well, anyway, so you breathe in and you hold all the negativity, and anxiety, and then when you breathe out, you envision the anxiety and the negativity leaving you, leaving you like a like a cloud yeah, okay. of gray right. smoke coming through. And your that's pores. why you have to get all the breath out after you've gotten all yes, the breath out because you're yeah. releasing it. Yeah. You and that's why in. that's not stressful at all. No, because the anxiety is already within you. Sure. Sal confuses hey, himself. Wait, like wait, now, wait, it's a new confused. explanation after my critique. Now I'm more of his... dizzy than when I breathe this shit. So you guys are getting me <laughs> all confused. fucked up here. <laughs> hey, Sal, I got one question for you. You said you, uh, you said you talked to your dog. Have you ever talked to the squirrel and see what he thought about it? <laughs> no, I, the squirrel's not been back. But a morning dove did stop and stare at me. Oh my god! Uh, I had a, I had a situation <laughs> with a morning dove recently. I pulled How up come my you're car not... to the. Aren't you I pulled angry up my with... car to the driveway, Howard, and the morning dove would not fly away. And I got out of my car and I kneeled down and I looked right at the morning dove and the morning dove looked at me. And I, I again, I had a, a connection with an animal. I feel that sometimes the spirit world paralyzes animals as signs to let us know that they're watching us. You, you feel that? I think you got a movie in the making right there. Do you ever get you. do you ever get angry with your mother for not breastfeeding you? Just think you'd actually be intelligent enough. No, you sound like an idiot. <laughs> no. My mother threw a big deal at me. She, 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 she didn't uh certainly didn't. That's what me. I mean. Sal yeah. Sal's a one oh two IQ and possibly, you know, there's possibly a one hundred. Like he might have just had a good day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, and one oh two is normal, by the way. It's so low, Sal. It's almost no nothing. the no, the instructor said it was completely normal. Mm, well, he yeah. didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, we, well, we you know guys what are. you are. <laughs> but think if your mother breastfed you, you could have breastfed you. You could have been one seventeen. Uh, like Richard Christie, right? Yeah, been bright like him. Yeah, on that level, <laughs> I, I would have been on my his level in a coffee can if I was one seventeen. <laughs> you make a good, you're making a good point. <laughs> For once. <laughs> I'm getting smarter Sal, just talking to you guys. Sal saw a yellow butterfly. And yes. Tell every, go ahead. Tell him that story. Well, when you see a yellow butterfly, it means a loved one from the other side is saying hello. So I think that was because of my meditation. And a, a yellow butterfly was flying around me, and it was absolutely beautiful. So it was a beautiful sign. You see, Howard, you look for the sign. Sal, you say they these come. things like they're real. Because like you don't even the, question whether they're real. How do you exactly, know the butterfly? Robin. How do you know the butterfly? Exactly, Robin. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, she go How do she you goes, know? You question this like it's real. It is real, Robin. That's the difference between How me and you. How did it you get so real? Where did you discover this? Uh, who else walked around internet. saying this? Oh, the I'm an idiot. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin. On the internet. <laughs> so it's a, a hello from heaven from a loved one. Yes, from yeah, from a loved one. 
Yeah, you're you're definite on that one, huh? They should tell you a lot more than hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sal has a new dime story, by the way, if you want to hear it. Oh yeah, yeah, the one where one. you told you told us the greater forces are behind. Oh well, you, you, he has so much bullshit. A- he forgets it. No, I have so many dimes. I, I I got another one yesterday, Howard. I get them all the time. I, I have could a they, dime you tell them to up. increase your pay because you could use it? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I was it's walking my with savings, my wife, Robin. and we actually saw a dime on the ground. And I, <laughs> and I said to my wife, we should video this, and I should tweet it. Like, like here's the dime I found. Because Sal well, thinks that's a message from, you know. And and there's a perfectly logical explanation, as we said on the air. If you find a dime, it's probably because it's the smallest, lightest piece of change in the in the pocket. So, a lot of times, yeah, people go in. The two things you find the most of are dimes and pennies. That's right, because that's why everybody you, thinks they're getting messages. Sal's <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to get a message from, from me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with all the dimes? You put them in a special jar. Yeah, I put them in a jar. Do you do you talk to the dime jar at all ever? No, but I, I, I do. I kiss the dime and I do hold it up to the to the sky and I thank the my spirit guides for providing the dime for me. Wherever <laughs> you find it. it, you just stop and do this ritual. Yeah, as soon as I find it, I kiss it and I hold it up to the sky <laughs> and I thank the spirit guides. I'm gonna stick a couple of dimes up my ass and then drop them on the ground. <laughs> he <Sal> kisses them. <laughs> he kisses a dirty. Turn your ass dime. into a slot machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Can you How many dimes? If you walked by and you saw some guy picking up, Let me, can I grab my dime jar, Howard, and see how many and, you have? I'd love to see it. it. All right, let me grab ceiling. it. I'll be right back. I mean, he, his neighbors must be. Oh my God, we have this crazy guy who lives next door to us. There's that asshole kissing a dime again. <laughs> Sal's getting his dime jar. I'll play some music while he's getting it. Hello, you. did the great potato famine take place? Idaho. Ireland. 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 Oh, boy. Russian roulette. Winston Churchill was one of our presidents of the United States of America. got the 7 and the 9, which is the 16. You have the 3 and the 7, which is 10. 1, oh, wait a minute. The older you get, the dumber you get. Sal claims um, trees communicate with him via the breeze when the breeze happens. Oh, yeah. And um, Sal told and us we'd is, be very... What are they saying? Well, he said we'd be very surprised by the timing of when the trees respond back to you. So, oh, really? Robin asked you a good question. What are what are the trees saying, Sal? I'd be curious. <clears throat> well, when if you sit and you meditate and you look at a tree, you'd be very surprised that when you're communicating to your loved ones on the other side, when you're looking for specific answers, the tree will react. But it takes a while, but you have to be in tune with it, and <laughs> the tree will move. And that's our energy. The trees and us... 
and the universe we all synchronized as one and the tree if you think about the trees they provide oxygen they provide shelter um they provide tools for us so the trees assist us in so many ways so we have to be extremely grateful for the tree the tree gives us so much so we give back to the tree and then well i'm asking you what did you learn specifically from the tree i mean if you if you have this ability do you say you learn nothing well, it's nothing specific. Um, let's say, for example, um, a friend of mine is not doing well. And I recently did pray for someone who is just about borderline on the ventilator. It's horrible, absolutely terrible. And uh, I looked at the tree and I prayed to the tree and I asked, you know, for the, tr- you know, for this person to be healed. And I looked up at the tree and then the tree started to sway tremendously. And, you know, um, I, I was hoping the end of the story was the tree fell on you <laughs> and ended my misery. <laughs> it's funny. During the last storm, three trees fell in my backyard, busted my fence, busted my gazebo. So what do you Are think? The they were mad? mad at you? <laughs> Probably. I wasn't talking mm. to them enough. They, were, they got angry. Why is it that the trees, the, the dimes, the, the all the messages you get, how come none of them tell you to read a book so you'll fucking learn something? <laughs> That's and wouldn't question, you Alex. be pissed if you were getting all this communication and it was worthless? <laughs> Sal, is everything a message? Seriously. No, no, no. What's just not. a thing? I, what's just a thing? What do, what do you mean, Howard? I mean, like, the, the trees are giving you messages. You find a dime, there's <gasps> a message. You see a dove or a squirrel, they, they're, they're talking to you. You're like Dr. Doolittle. And, you, <laughs> you, you know... In other words, is there anything that just happens and you don't see a sign in it? Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. I don't. I, I don't. And that's and this is why we're fucked in America because Sal's not alone. There, the people get advice from trees and not the CDC or the F. You know, the the Food and Drug Administration. Your I friend, agree. I, I believe. You know, I believe. Was your fine. friend not? Was You're your friend on the ventilator a, an anti-vaxer? He wasn't an anti-vaxxer, Howard, but yes, he was not indeed vaccinated, and he was. <laughs> there you go. He, no tree I told him to get the vaccine, uh, yeah, and the tree didn't tell you anything either. Like, go tell your friend to get a vaccine. It's not that the tree's sick. looking at. It's not the tree's looking to tell me something specifically. The tree's just letting me know that I'm in tune with the universe, that I'm on the right. But you're path. not getting anything. Like what when do you mean I'm not getting anything. Jeff Bezos got in touch with the universe. He got this great idea. That's you his path in life. Nothing. You get I get nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, Robin, you're like a rotten apple tree. You know that <laughs> nasty woman. So, so nasty. <laughs> is it so when like let's say like a ladybug falls on you? Oh right? my you God! Just, one did Howard. There's a sign right there. A ladybug did land on me in the middle of my meditation, right on my chest. So it's not a coincidence that right now you're saying a ladybug landed it's on me, not. and it did. Right uh, now you were just steered by the strong, the the altered, the uh, alternative universe to say that. I, I right. know you think I'm nuts, but I'm telling you. So I a ladybug so you, landed on me. That's a sign. That's a beautiful sign. And what do you think it's saying? It's just saying that you're doing the right thing. Continue uh, to be peaceful, to be caring, to be loving, to be considerate, to be patient, to be a better person. So let me ask that's, you something. That's my end goal. So that's what I'm learning from this, Robin. Well, what are you sitting person. there and instead of a ladybug, let's say a mosquito bites you. And it, <laughs> is that a sign as well or is that, is that something? beautiful? <laughs> like a no, bee comes by a... and stings you. Would that be a sign? No, that would not no. be a sign. 
But it's not you're not doing the wrong thing at that moment or something. Maybe they're trying to get you back. No, not at all. Cool. It's you only get you only get. Let me see your dimes. Looking. Let me see your dime jar. Wow, right those He's are got all a lot of dime. dimes. Those are all dimes you found in the street. Wow, that's a lot of dimes there. People better check their pockets. <laughs> and yeah. each dime is a soul, right? Like each one represents a different soul. Each dime, each dime is a sign that you're on the right path. That continue I to see. meditate, continue to be a good person. We lit, we hear you. We're with you. Um, if you're thinking of a loved one and you pray to them and you see a dime, that means that that loved one heard you. I pray to my cousins, my grandparents, my dog Cinnamon, um, my friends who have passed away. And uh, I get these dimes usually uh, when I have an extremely strong prayer. And, and, the, uh, and the idea is when you find the dime, let's say, laying in the street, you pick it up, you kiss it, uh, and you point up to the sky. Is that right? Yes, I do. You kiss the dime. So You show your relatives you got it? I usually go. <laughs> and I go, thank you, spirit guides, for being with me, for hearing me, and for God. With no concern that the diamond's been laying in the road. Do you ever consider the possibility you're the reason we have COVID? I mean, honestly. <laughs> yes, maybe Bob. it comes from kissing dimes. Fucking filthy. COVID is the least of my problems. Um, I don't know, Howard. It's a good you know point. what the crazy thing in this is for me? It's that you believe you're on the right path. You know, like, like you've just developed a whole fantasy world. And he needs signs to make sure he's staying on the right path. You know, like I don't ask for signs, Robin. Sign. They come to me, and then I appreciate the signs, and more signs come. That's how it works. Well, this I certainly thing. hope they take you somewhere. I hope AJ, they take you somewhere too to the loony pen. <laughs> AJ, you're on the air in New Jersey. Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Um, I just wanted to call in and tell hey you that I suffering from depression over the past 10 years. I've been to psychiatrists and psychologists, and I recently uh, tried Sal's meditation practice uh, while jerking off, and I achieved nirvana. Wow. <laughs> so it does work. I mean, see, Sal, you have a disciple. This is AJ. Uh, He's cured from breathing out and breathing it, in negativity. Aren't you lucky off. you can talk to your guru? <laughs> well, jerking yeah, off he, is a big part of this, so it's good. Work, good jerking Thank off you, definitely works, though. Thank you, AJ. No matter uh, let's, what. Let's go to uh, Brian, who has a, something to say about this in Nebraska. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds like a Ghostbuster with his own ghost dime containment jar. Make sure you <laughs> don't open it and destroy the city. <laughs> the weird thing is, like, Sal wants to be spiritual, but he still goofies out. Because, like, Sal, yeah. Sal went to a um, a birthday party this summer, and he huffed around 20 nitrous balloons. At the birthday party, so oh, like, yes. guy, yeah. I mean, for a guy who's into meditation and breathing in and breathing out, and he's supposed to be so spiritual, and now he's a temple, and everything's great, and he's on the right path. <laughs> they say that wipes out brain cells. So if he had a one hundred two IQ, I think he's down to about a ninety eight. <laughs> you know the nitrous balloons. It's really What's true. So you can't you can't afford to be sucking in on nitrous. <laughs> Oh, man, that nitrous high is its insane. It's incredible. Yeah. Better than meditating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should do a balloons every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Like the toaster talks to you when you do this nitrous shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the dime. Hey, never mind the trees. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking blunders talking to you. They're nothing. Uh, oh, they just appear. It's, the butterflies are ever They're in the living room. <laughs> that high is, uh, that's oh, your brain crazy. suffocating, losing about seven <laughs> IQ points. Perfect. <laughs> Einstein could probably huff a little nitrous and he'd be like, hey, you know what? I still understand uh, the universe, yeah, but he's sorry. still okay. I only have yeah. a few cells left. I have to, you know, hoard them. I shouldn't be doing that. Sal's wife wants to comment on Sal's meditation. Yes, uh, Mrs. Gubinelli. How come the trees never tell you to plan a nice date night, huh? Huh? <laughs> Good point. Sal? Yes. Uh... Listen, I got more signs for you. When the sink is full, the sign is, do the fucking dishes, you moron. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that sign he doesn't get. He doesn't uh, read those listen, signs. I don't mind when Sal meditates, okay? I love when he holds his breath. Because he's not talking. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he holds it permanently. Don't let the air out, Sal. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, you poor woman. I got to tell you, you're a saint. They do still live with Sal and put up with his meditation and nitrous balloons. It's all so ridiculous. She is. Yeah, it's, a, it's so embarrassing, Howard. My foot's going to be a sign in Sal's ass pretty soon, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 listen, I, I, I empathize with you. I understand. I, I work with him, and it's difficult. I, I this him. woman is amazing. Uh, How she stays listening to all this, I don't know. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. I'm an idiot. I, mean, I must hate myself. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, you're an attractive woman. I'm sure there were a lot of options uh, in your day to get married. I can't imagine. What, what made you marry Sal? I mean, uh, out of all your options. You're right. You know, I mean, he, he's really a mess. He's got more siblings than brain cells. I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I right. feel like, you know, he's, he's a good looking guy. He's charming. You know, he has a nice hair and the you know, got the Elvis kind of vibe. I was, I was, uh, you know, I was smitten. You were young. What do you want me to you say? You were young. You were young. You didn't know. We were young. We were young. He's a good, you know, Sal's a good guy. He's a fucking moron. But, you know, at heart, he's a good guy. He really he is. He was good at yeah. karaoke. Yeah, he didn't you know? talk like this when you were younger. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. He talks you into things, you know. It's, uh, um, I understand it's, uh, it was you, your family shamed you when you first started dating Sal. They begged you not to marry him and you wouldn't <laughs> listen. Is that true? That's right. That's right. You know how it is. Uh, you, you're young and stupid. You know, I should have listened to the trees. They told me to get away from him. You know, <laughs> well, you know, you you know, know. I, I know when Sal went to meet your father and asked for your hand in marriage. He threw Sal yeah. out of the house and said he would really? never, ever Did give... Really? Did that really yep. happen? That, can, you, can you tell yeah. us what happened with your dad? Go ahead. Right. So my dad, you know, I, I opened the door. They expected, you know, something different. They just, right. I mean, wouldn't you? And then I opened Human the being. door, and who walked through the door? Sal. Sal. What would you have done? You have three daughters. Come on. And then uh, I'm going, oh, my God. How didn't I see this coming? You know, I, they wanted me to marry a 120. And I bring home Sal. I mean, come on. What, what, right. It was a fucking nightmare. And then my daddy goes, this is the guy? This is the guy? And I, I said, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I'm, I didn't know. I, I wasn't thinking. I was young. Where were yeah, the times then? I, I remember. I, the, the, the guy, your dad said, what's Sal's IQ? You said 102. And they said, oh, no, we want 120. That was it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. My, my, my father, he screamed, a guy from the pizzeria? 
I said, yeah, I love him. Uh, uh, uh. And, you know, the rest is history. The rest is history. I'll be scrubbing off his jizz stains, you know, for eternity. That's my life. Right. So, you know. When's the last Speaking time you even... Cal, can you change the fucking laundry and the commercial break? How long have I been waiting for this shit? Come on. Uh, when's the last time you even blew Sal or had sex with him? It must have been ages ago. When was my last son born? In the 1980s? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I made my bed, Howard. I made my bed. Now you Richard have to can blow him now, okay? It's Richard's job, all right? All right. You know, it's funny, yeah. uh, Mrs. Gubinelli, um you know, Sal. Is she staying with him just to, you know, so she doesn't have to see her parents saying, we told you so? Yes, that is true. I, you, she doesn't want that on the air, but you, that is true. That's why she's staying with Sal. She just can't bear to, to tell her parents they were correct. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We, you know, we actually, we actually, yeah. you'll like this, Mrs. Governale. They, um, mm -hmm, you know, Sal, Sal was always talking about how when he's sitting in his home, he sees out the mm -hmm. window. The, they come right up to the window. The cardinals, the birds come right up to the window. And yeah. we asked a biologist about this. And he said the reason the cardinals land on Sal's window is because they see their reflection in the glass. And they're looking at right. themselves. But Sal thinks they're looking at him and communicating. This is yeah. what I'm talking about, Mrs. Governale. Howard, we got a fucking cardinal problem in this part of Long Island. They're overrun by cardinal. Everybody knows that. It's been in the paper. It's, we got a million fucking cardinals here. They, they're eating the garden. It's a fucking nightmare. There's cardinal but, shit everywhere. This isn't personal. Is this isn't <laughs> Sal. Is this that they shit on the car? And then I got to go scrub the car just like I shovel the snow? I mean, they yeah, think it's airplugs or a nest. Yeah, because Sal sees shit on the car and he thinks it's a sign, so he won't wipe it off. <laughs> That's good luck. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Mrs. Yeah. Gubbinow. That's a, a lovely woman, gorgeous woman. I, I don't know how Sal even got her, but he did. And, and there you go. All right, Sal. You go back. I know you need to meditate and uh, rub Thank your Jasper. You. All right. Jasper means penis. <laughs> yeah, Mike. What's up? Hey, now. First time, long time. Hey, I, I I'm a little bit team uh, team Sally here on this because a couple months when you guys were talking about this before, I was on a road trip to get my daughters out of school, and I kind of said out loud, you know, if, if my father, who's passed away, it was going to send a he wouldn't send a dime, he'd send a fifty cent piece or something. And I hit a pit stop, got in, bought snack, got some change from the lady, and she gave me a fifty cent piece and. The other odd part about the 50 cent piece, it's 1979, and that's the year my mother passed away. And so I'm kind of freaked right. out by Sal's stories a little bit. Are you, know? guys, are you guys starting to buy Sal's bullshit? This is not the idea. This is to educate you and tell you you're not supposed to identify with Sal. Sal's wasting a I lot of time. I understand that, but now I, yeah. got the, I got the damn 50 cent piece in my ashtray. I'll tell you how you got it. Uh, okay, I got to get out of this. Yeah, because apparently it's going the wrong way. Let's stop. <laughs> yeah. Jason, you're on the air. South Carolina. What up? Hey, now. Yeah, I'm going to touch hey you now. straight. Uh, I'm going to touch you straight on this one. So, grew up in a small town, upstate New York. It was a couple of blocks to walk to the grocery store. So, uh, sweet old woman, real good family friend. We'd always stay over there, but we knew that she would walk this very path to the grocery store every day. And to make her life uh, a little bit better, a little nicer, we would seed the path with pennies. 
So she would walk all the way to the grocery store and pick up the little pennies, and she would come home so happy knowing that her aunt, her mother, her father, her brother, all these people that had <laughs> passed on in her life. Would, yeah, we do that. Would, we do that uh, for Sal. Message to you. <laughs> you know that everywhere Sal is going to walk now, there's going to be pennies and dimes everywhere. Right. Yeah, we, we should do gonna, that. Uh, it's not a bad it's, idea. It's all done. No, it's My fear now. in all of this is that Sal is starting a movement of idiots. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so easy to do. This. There, there yeah. are lots of them around now, and you know, it's a movement websites, of kindness. That <laughs> website that Sal goes on, other people are on them too, drinking in this silliness. I think those websites that Sal is on, they're they're um, they're put there by Russian agents who are trying to dumb yeah. down our society. Because first you start with the, oh, with, you know, this is, you know, we're teaching you to be better people. And then they start telling you that other people are bad. You know, hopefully Sal leads, slip in the other message. Hopefully Sal leads all his followers off a cliff and uh, we'll be done. <laughs> hey, Darren, you're on the air in Kentucky. What's up, pal? Hey, guys. Um, is, is Sal still there? Is he still in the studio there? Yeah, he's around. All right. Well, I just want to sell, you know, don't, don't let these guys give you a hard time. I, I felt the same exact way. Um, you, you know, I, for the past, I mean, for the past five years, I'm like, why do I keep finding dimes? I'm finding dimes everywhere. Now, my last name is Nichols, right? And so, uh, back a couple of years ago, my, my dad died and I kept finding dimes. And, and so when I, when I find dimes, I say, you know what? This is, these are two nickels. This is a dime. And it reminds me of my dad. Now I don't I don't believe that you know God sent this dime to but it's it's a reminder for me that every time I see a dime I think of my dad and that's how I look at him when I find dimes. So all right, you, know, you go do that. This is why we're not defeating COVID or anything else. I mean, it's over for us. We're done. The country's over. <laughs> you know that. I just hope I I, I want to live long enough to enjoy my life and then have the country completely fall apart. I'm just hoping it holds on a couple of more years. A little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, every time I see a dime, it's my dad sending me a message. Okay. Listen, there are too many damaged people out there. We can't keep this whole thing going. We were supposed to be more evolved. I'm telling you, not enough women are breastfeeding people. See, all this comes full circle. Anyway, Darren, go ahead. Listen, you're wasting valuable time. You need to go find more dimes. All right. There's Darren. Your dad is looking to give you a hug today. That's right. Yeah, it's well, funny that the other guy called about the pennies because uh, I have a friend who, you know, she didn't like her mother when she was alive. But mm. now her mother leaves pennies for her everywhere. <laughs> How generous. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? <laughs> and she How about- She's like, oh, that's, you know, every time I see a penny, I know it's my mom. How about mom saving some bucks so they leave a real will? Yeah, leave a real. Yeah inheritance not pennies on the ground so i can buy a house (laughs) stop with the pennies uh anyway i'm gonna take a break and then i'm gonna talk about our buddy norm mcdonald who died yesterday i'm gonna take a walk down memory lane very sad about it i'll tell you all my feelings and um put together some tape and uh, we we've got to pay homage to uh the great Norm MacDonald, funny, yeah. funny guy, did our show a bunch of times. And uh, if you see a dime today, it might be Norm, believe it or not, sending you a message. 
I'm pretty sure Sal is going to get a message from Norm sometime during my tribute, and I hope he shares it with us. Um, yeah, I saw a dime the other day, and it reminded me. Every time I see a dime, you know what it does for me now? It reminds me that Sal's a moron. <laughs> That's the sign you get. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really found the diamond. I said to my wife, "Oh my god, I should videotape myself picking up the diamond, talk and like and put hashtag Sal." Like literally now, every time I see the 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 coin, the dime, it reminds me of Sal and this ridiculous I'm a perfect idiot. It, yes, you are. That's exactly right. Thank you, Sal. My chakra him, is my tailbone. Yeah, yeah. Your chakra is your tailbone. I know. I've had five red cardinals appear in front of me. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> and I understand. I love being a squirrel. I know you do. As a squirrel, I do enjoy having as much sex as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That's the reason the squirrels are here to procreate. That's right. As the male I squirrel, I just get sexual pleasure from performing my duties. As Stuart, you can have the last word on Sal. Go ahead. Thank you, Howard. Hey, Sal, you are the ultimate narcissist. You are thinking that out of billions of people, the spirits decided to pick the biggest moron to communicate with. <laughs> you got a beautiful like wife, and she's not beautiful enough for you. So you write stupid songs about her because you think you could get better. What are you thinking, dude? All right, let's leave it at that. It's enough of beating up on Sal. A lot of questions for Sal today. You know, it takes him a long time to get an answer. You're overwhelming the guy. He's going to have to go out and talk to the trees. He's got to find it. I want to thank Trojan. Trojan. Feel Trojan your wasn't best. wasn't good enough. We got Sal. <laughs> <laughs> If, if let's face it, if Sal's dad had wore, worn a Trojan a couple of times when he was busy having extramarital affairs, Sal wouldn't have so many half siblings. <laughs> Thank you, Trojan. Feel your best. Get yours on Trojan condoms. Love it. Love Trojan. Yes. First time I ever got laid, I was wearing what, Robin? Trojan. Trojan. Yep. I didn't even like when I was a little kid. I thought they were called scumbags. You know, condoms. right. So I was like, oh, Who man. told you scumbags? I don't know, like older kids. And then I used to yeah. make phony phone calls to the Roosevelt drugstore. And I'd call the druggist and say, excuse me, do you have any scumbags? <laughs> like I thought, but I thought they were called scumbags. You really did. Like, <laughs> yeah, who were I, you hanging out with? And the guy in Roosevelt, the, drugs, the druggist was such a nice guy. He'd be like, yeah, he'd go, he'd go like, uh, because I'd be doing a girl voice. I go, excuse me, do you have any scumbags? Because I'm very, very horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. You know, he knew it was some stupid-ass kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. He go, yeah? Yeah, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get laid. Yeah, well, why don't you come down here? I store closes at 6 o'clock. I'll fuck you. You will? Do you have an extra, do you have extra scumbags? <laughs> I don't want to get pregnant. Yeah, I got some scumbag, baby. And the guy was a nice guy. Like he, like he didn't hang up on me. Right now, did you go to that drugstore? And sometimes you see that guy and know that you had just had that conversation. I don't know. I, I didn't put that all together. <laughs> I don't think I went to the drugstore. Oh my goodness! But uh, I definitely turned him on. That's for sure. <laughs> but then I, uh, then I. Uh, 
finally, like when I was 16, I did get sex and, uh, I went with my buddy Lou. We you went both the, went we, for your first purchases. Yeah, we, we both had girls that were interested in us and Lou and I decided we were going to go get, you know, scumbags <laughs> and, uh, we were in Monticello, New York, which is way upstate New York. It's really kind of, um, you know, it's a hick town. And they had like one drugstore really far away, but Lou had a car. Uh-huh. Did he have a car? No, I guess he didn't have a car because we were 16. We didn't have cars yet. I don't even right. know how we got to okay. the drugstore, but maybe somebody took us. We were working upstate. And then um, we go to the drugstore and Lou, you know, Lou was really kind of brave. He just went... um he goes to the druggist. He goes, uh, excuse me, do you have any Trojans? I, I'd like to buy some. And uh, I was so nervous. I thought it was going to literally piss my pants. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just, I thought like maybe you're not allowed to buy them if you're a kid or they'd start in. Yeah, I don't know, like I was somebody nervous. would figure out how old you were and say you can't do that at your age or something. And I, I, I was so, I could not get the words out. So I just went, me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Were the they behind could, the counters or you had yeah. to ask for them? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a big taboo thing. And then I remember like he handed Lou the Trojans. I was like so fucking psyched. We had Trojans. Yeah. That's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Trojans, the, the you know, that's Trojans, the brand. And then, uh, then that was a disaster. Lou, Lou got laid. I, I fucked up. What did you I took do? A girl. I was outdoors with this girl and we were in the water and I could, and then I put my Trojan on, but I didn't know how to fuck in the water. I'm mean, like, how do you fuck in the water? I couldn't figure it out. And then we went on the ground, but my Trojan was full of sand. I don't know. I think I, I fingered about her. what Jimmy said yesterday for a long time. You wind up, you finally realize it's better in bed. You know, like yeah. That. Well, I didn't have many options, but, but I was shaking like a leaf. I was so nervous. Right. Buying and the Trojans you- and then. And then being with the girl, I was shaking like a leaf. I was just shaking like a leaf. I was so nervous. Did you have enough Trojans to practice with? Because you you got to try to put one on before you go. No, I had three. And it took me forever (laughs) to get it on. And I I ended up not getting laid at that point. I don't know what I got. I might have come, but I'm not sure how. You're not sure you got in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I got in. But... And then it was like a couple of weeks later or something it happened. But yeah, but now you can order Trojans right on Amazon too. It's pretty awesome. Well, not only that, I mean, you don't have to ask anybody for them. There's a whole aisle in the drugstore that you just go pick them up and throw them on the counter. Yeah, I don't know. I get uptight with that. I don't want anyone knowing I have sex. (laughs) So I I like, I order online, but I get the Trojans. I got to, yeah, I, uh, I got a draw full of them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know. Did you have the one in your wallet that always made no. the imprint? <laughs> no. I wasn't. I, I didn't so even have a wallet. Every time you took out your wallet, people knew you had a, a scumbag in there. <laughs> I don't remember having a wallet, quite frankly. I think I just had money stuffed in my pocket if uh, I had any. Yeah. And my scumbags were in one pocket and my, my coins and <laughs> were in the other. <laughs> and my weed was in my back pocket to seduce my ladies. Hmm. 
<laughs> I had the worst weed, too. I had no money. You know, I'd buy a nickel bag, $5 bag, and it was all seed. Oh, but who had good weed? I mean, you took whatever was available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like some much. guy had some. You don't know where it came from. And it was mostly stems and seeds. <laughs> you know, but right. you took it. I'll take a phone call first, and then I'm going to uh, talk about the uh, wonderful Norm MacDonald, who has been on our show many, many times. Uh, Mark, go ahead in Pennsylvania. Hey, now. Hey Thanks now. for uh, taking my call there. Big fan of you guys. Uh, so, yeah, my wife and I have uh, our, we have a threesome scheduled. Uh, it's our first one, so I wanted to uh, see if you or anybody else had any uh, advice for jumping into it and also, like, what happens afterwards, you know. Uh, we've been yeah, where do you schedule that? Like where 12. do you go? Well, well, yeah, we got it. Uh, got it all. You've come to the right place. We've already met her. You know, we we did a meet, uh, meet and greet, and had some drinks, and had a great oh. vibe, and uh, really just clicked. So we're super excited. You know, sending messages back and forth, sending pictures, talking about. It. She's done it a couple times. Uh, my wife and I have not, so she's got some experience and kind of kind of leads the way and lets us know. You know what what's cool, what's not. She's pretty open. There's not a lot of boundaries obviously for either of us so we're super excited we're, i think we click very much uh sexually um and uh, yeah we're super pumped my wife has been with girls but it's been a long time she was with some girls you know back in the high school days messing around um on the side you know she had a boyfriend obviously but uh so she's got a little experience in that she's definitely excited to get back in the in the ring there so to say but uh yeah we're just excited but we're getting a little anxious you know i mean we're married we got kids uh we have busy lives um and uh but this is a uh, definitely, you know, improved our sex life, too. I mean, we've got an awesome sex life as it is. Um, this is just taking it to a crazy another level, um, you know, and uh, just getting super pumped, but a little anxious at the same time, too, you know? Well, you know, this threesome thing comes up on the show from time to time. And uh, let me ask you a couple of questions about it, because I, listen, I'm not as secure as you. My mind right away goes to, uh, my wife's not satisfied with me. She wants something more. She's probably really a lesbian, and these two are going to fall in love and they're going to leave me. That's where my mind goes. I, I, because I have trouble thinking somebody wants me. So you having any of that? No, no. Uh, my wife likes dick too much, you know. Uh, she mm. told me that in the past, you know. She's like, I maybe have some lesbian tendencies. But, you know, otherwise, I mean, we have kids, you know. Neither of us would, would, would drop what we have to, to go be with this are girl. You, is she nervous that, that you, you know? might like this girl so much? And is no, she open? No, not really. Ahead, is she fun. open to you fucking her? I mean, are you are you going to be allowed yeah. to? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. absolutely. I mean, for years we've been, you know, we would we've had we got an awesome sex life, and for years, this is probably four or five years ago, in bed we'd start talking, and she's like, "You want to fuck another girl?" And I was like, "Well, hell yeah!" And we just started talking about it, fantasizing it, and you know, the next day I'd be like, "That was awesome," but you know, I kind of thought it was bullshit, and just in the heat of the moment. And then, like, she was getting really aggressive, like, "I want you to fuck another girl. I want to I want to watch you come into the girl's mouth," and like. Like, damn, all right. So turns out she actually went and, and searched around and found this app. And we've been on the app, like, in and out for a couple of years. And there's just a bunch wow. of fake shit on there. And every now and then might connect with somebody. But it was kind of weird and shady. And this one, I don't know, we clicked right away. And now we're, you know, we connected on a different messaging apps so we can, you know, send pictures back and forth. And she's, you know, real and she's a cool chick. And just a great vibe with my wife. You know, they totally get along. Um, Are you and, nervous uh, that this isn't a real girl? Like, I mean, do you know for a fact? I mean, you haven't actually no, we met, met her in person. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, we I did, see. Is yeah. she hot? We met, we met for some drinks. Yes, very hot, very hot, very fit. You know, she's a 
uh, a, like a trainer, almost like a physical trainer, you know, doing exercise classes and stuff. My wife's super fit. She does yoga like every single day. Um, you know, we're all, my wife and I were, let's say early to mid forties. And this chick is like early forties. So, you know, we're not young, but we take care of ourselves enough. I mean, I got, I got a beer belly, you know, but, uh, um, who's yeah, hotter? Who's hotter? You, who's hotter? You, or, who's hotter? Your wife <laughs> or, or this other chick? Seriously. I think my wife, definitely, absolutely. Hand down. Yeah, my wife is absolutely. The other chick, she's super hot. Um, not as, you know, she doesn't have uh, bigger boobs. My wife's got an awesome boobs. Um, and my wife's got an amazing ass where this chick is, uh, not as well-rounded in this category, let's say. But, you know, I'm not trying to put her down. She's freaking smoking hot, too. Do you think this chick is more into girls or into guys? Um, she had also said, you know, she likes girls a lot, but she loves cock too much. Hmm. Um, so she, she's, been, she's probably had, I can't remember exactly, but I think she has had three threesomes in the past. Uh, and one of them did go a little wacky where, I forget exactly, because we had a couple of drinks, however, we met her, you know, and, and there's a lot of sexual talk going on and stuff. And she had... I think she had a threesome, and the guy ended up leaving her for the other girl. I might have that backwards. Something definitely happened where, yeah, the relationship ended, and the uh, the the other couple, you know, two other people went away and left one in the dust. So she has seen that happen before. Um, this is what I mean. This like, is no, what I'm not, talking about. about that. Yeah. Well, one of the things yeah, I no, always advise. I don't know what your situation is. I'm a. I like to. I. I've. Anything like this, I would come very, very quickly and I'd be laughed out of the room. <laughs> now, my, my first bit of advice would be I would beat off. Uh, you're in your early 40s, so okay. I'm trying yep, to remember. Yep. I, you know, I would beat off at least three times that day. Now, I'm not really? kidding. That's right. I'd start in the morning. A good number. I'd, I, I'm telling you because you I sure want to have something left in the chamber in my 40s. Yeah, sure. And, okay. and if, if, if there's two girls getting it on and, and all this, I will be able to. And even with that, I know I probably would have blown my load too quick. <laughs> so that's my advice. Secondly. Yeah, I'd, I'm definitely worried about that. But go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, uh, how's this going to work? Have you worked it out with your wife? Like, are you going to like, like, when is this happening? First of all, if this was going to be happening, I, I like, why is there so much downtime? Why are we waiting so long for it to happen? What, what is the complication? The yeah. 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 What is this build up? Yeah, I mean, what... uh, this is, yeah, it's a funny story. So when we first met that night, we weren't sure, you know, again, this is our first time doing it. She's got no experience. We were like, we already had a hotel room, like, just in case. We're going to go back anyways, her and I, and just look like crazy. So. You know, worst case scenario, we meet the chick and go back and have awesome sex, which happened. But, you know, we were a little drunk, and I was like, well, hey, you know, if you don't want to drive, well, we did get a room, you know, no pressure. And she kind of laughed. She's like, oh, you know, first time, you don't really do that. Um, but she's like, but honestly, I probably would consider it, but she had her period that night. So we had to wait. And then my wife had her period like, the next week, which is like Jesus. bad timing. So, and then, you know, like I said, can you yeah, two we got chicks kids and get shit. it together? Well, all, the, all the menstrual cycles. <laughs> All the menstrual cycles are out of the way. We got a, a date uh, planned next Friday. It's too so, much waiting. Uh, just busy with life and stuff. Yeah. Hey, I know. No, no. If I had a, if I, I always say a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. I wrote that expression. <laughs> I don't know if you know it. I wrote it years ago. It's become very popular. But if to me, I'd be like, listen, let's go get over here tomorrow. Get over here tonight. 
I, I no, believe in acting. Like, I would not wait around for this big building. Well, you if know, she's got a period, though, maybe she doesn't want uh, to come on. the first time like that. Maybe she you just say, come over as soon as your period's over. I'm listening to this story. <laughs> Rome was built Rome was built faster than, than, than what you're putting together here. I mean, uh, you know, and the way you guys are doing it, this one's got her period. The other one's got her period. Up Next week, the kids are going to be sick. I mean, by the time you get this, they're going to be 65 years old. Um, you know, whoever heard of such planning? Uh, are you free Thursday in November? I mean, yeah, you think enough. these things happen and they're spontaneous. You just go for it, right? Yeah, but yeah, um, the cool thing is we're planning it all out. And honestly, the buildup has been amazing. Like my wife and I, like at night, we're fucking going crazy and like, okay, let's pretend like she was here. What would you do in that position? What would you be doing with her if I was blowing you? You know, like taking pictures and sending it to her, like. The buildup is is been incredible. What and is the plan? Already. What is so the we're plan? We're meeting up uh, next Friday. Yeah. We got a hotel already. We're gonna be up for a couple of drinks and then uh, and then go to the room at some point. That's the thing. You know, we're a little anxious about like how do we make that move? Like, hey, let's go upstairs. You know, so that's that's something that we is hopefully just gonna happen after you know a couple of drinks. And I then say you have a, a few drinks. Time. Everybody knows what they're there for. You know, I'm like that too. Yeah. I'm like, gee, what do yeah. I say? Everyone knows. Hey, listen. Let's go up to the room and continue the party. That's it. Why are you know the drinks I mean? even in the bar? You can have drinks up in your room. You know, I like what you're saying, yeah, Robin. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's so true. Fuck the bar. You know, you, you run the um, risk of, like, some other big dude coming over and taking your women away. Uh, I mean, the way, yeah, you know, I'll tell you. That. I, I tell you, Mark, you're overthinking this thing. You almost need a wedding planner for the three-way. You're, 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 you know, <laughs> just get them in the room. Uh, Tina's on the phone. Tina says she's been involved in this kind of thing, and she has advice from Mark. Go ahead, oh, okay. Tina. You're probably better Great. equipped at this than I would be at giving advice. Go ahead. Hi. Hi, Howard. Long-time Hi. listener. I'm I'm nervous. Um, yeah, so I've had a lot of experience, my boyfriend and I, with threesomes. Um, the, the best advice I can give you is there's you don't really plan it. You set a time. You're going to come over. Set some rules or boundaries with your wife. The biggest thing is, is that you want to let the women take control. The man okay. step back, let them talk. Typically, like what my boyfriend and I will do is, you know, the woman comes over, her and I will kind of like chit chat, and then he lets us like go alone, kind of like play together, and then he'll give us like 15 minutes, and then he'll come in. The more you mm. plan, the one thing that I've realized is, the more you plan it out, it gets weirder when you're, like, face-to-face. -face. Just let it happen natural. Let the girls take over. Let, let them just play together. And it, it's really fun and, and, and organic. Tina, this sounds like good yeah, advice, cool. but I want to make sure we're talking to an expert. How many threesomes have you had? Uh, I would say double digits. My, so my boyfriend I, and I, we typically... Um, like if, if he wants to have a guy in the mix, he'll get the guy. If I want to have a, a girl, guy, I'll get the girl. Oh. Take yeah. it easy, Howard. Don't lose it. Who <laughs> <laughs> said anything about a guy? <laughs> that no, ain't no, happening no, in my They're opinion. really uh, swingers. That's, Mark, do you want that? Do you want not, some guy fucking your wife? Absolutely not. No way. My wife has no desire for that either. We've definitely talked that through. She's got no desire. Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle that shit. I would go fucking crazy. There's no way yeah, I could do that. I'm with you on that. Unfortunately, my wife doesn't She does, like like Tina was saying, she does want to, she's already told me, like, you need to make sure you set aside some time for just me and her. Like, she wants to go to town on her. And I'm like, that's cool. I'll, I'll watch that. Or 
you know, but she, she definitely. Can I tell you something, Mark? And I swear, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, be an asshole here. I couldn't bear my wife being with anyone, man or woman. It would, it would, it would make me insane. I don't know how guys psychologically do this. I think they think it's going to be better than it is. If I saw my wife writhing in ecstasy from anyone but me, not that she's writhed in my, in my presence uh, ever. (laughs) If she ever starts to writhe. I'm I'm too, I just don't want to. Yeah, I, I think it's. A, Howard, I'm I, being serious. It's a slippery slope. Am I right, Tina? No pun intended. Yeah. So, Howard, I've been listening and I've been calling a couple times trying to talk to you about this. So, the the reason why my boyfriend he'll bring in a man every now and then is it's it's the after effect of like you know dominating and like that's my woman. I you know I allowed you to play with her and then afterwards it's you're mine and it's the claiming it's not really like it's more of the after effect so and mm. um i'm so it sorry for gentleman's name this so is it's uh, Ma- more mark. Of the after mark. Effect. mark mark so the threesome is fun don't get me wrong it's it, having you know playing with a girl is so much fun but it's the after effect because you have that thrill for a couple weeks after you're talking about what happened and um yeah, no. So it's it's a lot about rules and boundaries and, and setting what is okay, what's not okay. What's um, okay? What I typically so um, when we have a threesome, we've, I've talked about that with her. We've we've been open about that. You know, she was saying for her, uh, one of the rules that that has been implemented in the past in her threesomes was that the guy doesn't come in her. Now she didn't make that a rule. She's kind of said that has been a rule in the past, and then. We were leaving. I don't know how it happened, Howard, but we were talking, and for some reason, she mentioned that something that she hasn't done was for like the the guy to come and the girl and the the third girl, this girl, licks it out of her pussy, which we're super fucking stoked about. Like, I don't know. That's disgusting. It sounds horrible. Does that sound awesome? (laughs) Yeah. Um, We're freaks. So uh, yeah. Tina, One does that really sound that? awesome to you? Do you want to lick some girl's vagina while cum from the dew drips out of it? I, I mean, Robin had just puked. No, I, I have to blip her off the floor. I mean, I'm vomiting. No, Robin, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, that's uh, a little too deep for me. That's a little too yeah. deep for me. The, so the boundaries that we have is no kissing. It's too personal, mm. too intimate. Absolutely no kissing. Wow. And um, condom is always on. Absolutely, condom's always on. Yeah. And the the word, the, a little tidbit of advice I would give you that, you know, she's not going to, your wife's not going to realize it until it's probably happening, is you always finish with your wife. You never finish with yeah. the other one. I mean, I would feel it out, but it's the psychological Yeah, we talked about that. That's, yeah. that's your wife. Definitely... She wants you right. to finish with her. What if you're like me? There's a yeah, problem. Like that. whoever I go into, I'm going to finish right, in a right. second. You know, I mean, if, I, if you can't make it, <laughs> yeah, I I can't plan who I'm going to finish. Yeah, I, I don't have that kind of control. And I've had that happen where the guy gets a little too excited. Yeah, and yeah, you it's like, oops. roll with it. Tina, are you super hot, or uh, what's your deal? So, uh, be realistic. How how hot are you? Um, I I'm attractive. I'm I, I mean, I get hit on everywhere I go. I I'm not like. Megan Fox, you know, but I'm mm. I'm attractive. If you're not Megan Fox, who are you? <laughs> like, um, who do you look like? Uh, 
I've gotten um, a younger version of, like, Kirstie Alley years ago, back in, like, the 80s. Um, Star Trek I, Kirstie I Alley. I look, yeah, like, oh. okay. I'm, I mean, people tell me I'm hot. I, I'm, I'm not extremely skinny. Um, I have mm. very big boobs. I have a nice butt. I don't have a, um, I don't have fat or anything. You got I'm a, not as hot as Beth. <laughs> you got a double chin? No, absolutely not. Oh. Okay. You carrying any uh, extra Mm-mm. cellulite around your belly? No. Oh. oh, okay. Mm-mm. All right. Just trying to feel out the situation. Are you crazy have, in bed? Um, are you like, are you like wild in bed? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know how to, I know how to have a good time. Like, what does um, that mean? A good time? Cause like Mark keeps saying his sex life is great and your sex life is great. What, oh yeah, for sure. Like with Mark, what does that mean? Your sex life is great. What, what's happening there? I mean, we're both satisfied. You know, I mean, if we could, we'd do it every day. Just, you know, mm-hmm. life gets in the way. But no, I mean, we both make we both come, you know, make sure she comes every time. Um, you know, we, I mean, last night we did it for like an hour, you know, like uh, even wow, if it's wow. in the morning, we're still. And then we got to both get up early to get the kids ready and shit. So we make time for it when we can. You know, again, we if we could, we do it every day. Uh, Tina, you know, do, you, do you eat a guy's ass? I I have once, and I would I, I would that was that was years ago. I'd prefer not to revisit that specifically. Um, you eat a girl's ass? No, so sounds like another big fan. Yeah, I I leave the asshole to my boyfriend. How about that? Let's leave that. Up. Your boyfriend's an <laughs> the asshole. Left for my boyfriend. <laughs> do you do you accept uh, do you accept anal sex? Um, I do for my boyfriend, but the, I. To be honest, I optimize the threesome so that he can get some anal with with that person. He can he can get his uh, fill on anal with the threesome. Tina we, we and uh, Mark, uh, this is kind of uh, this is kind of good. This is ex- inspiring some conversation. I, I want to get to my Norm Macdonald uh, uh, eulogy. Well, Norm would us. appreciate this, wouldn't he? He would. He would love <laughs> it. Yeah, rest in um, peace, Norm. Rest in peace, Norm. Uh, uh, Charlie Sheen, a very famous actor, has had threesomes like crazy, and he would oh, love to give you some advice. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely, dude. Let me let me tell you how to plan a threesome. First, you get some grade A blow. Then you find some whores on the strip. Next, you buy a tiger. Then you drink a bottle of ninety nine bananas. Winning. <sighs> Got it. Wow, that's a, that, that's free, an orgy. Preschool. What? You were in preschool? Yeah, you, know, you can go to sixums, tensums. Three's pretty amateur. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> or rookie, you know. All right. All right. Well, yeah, you're listen. talking to a pro there. Yeah. I say yeah, this. Yeah, right. Tina, I think you gave excellent advice. Mark, your wife sounds. Is your wife super hot, Mark? Like, who does she look like? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Does she look like Kirstie Alley? Uh, <laughs> no, no. She's super hot. I mean, she's got an awesome body. I said she does yoga every day. She was an athlete in college. Um, she still, you know, exercises very frequently. She's super hot. Who she nice, look like? Big boobs, big ass. Is she super hot? Is she super hot? I'm sorry. Well, I hope she's going to listen to this later, so I got to make sure I, you know, give her props there. Um, looks like uh, it's tough, you know. I, who were we talking about recently? Maybe a little bit like Vera Farmiga. I'm not sure if you remember her, the actress. She's in a couple. Uh, Vera from Ingham? Movies recently. Like, Formiga. Yeah, she Formiga. was in she that was in movie Departed. with um, yeah. 
uh, no, no. George Clooney, exact... where he was like... a traveling salesman, and he yeah, had the yeah, with yeah. Her. Uh, I don't watch that. Yeah, but hotter, but hotter than her. Like that's not a, a great um, analogy, but yeah, she's hot, Howard, for sure. Should we go to our resident sex expert, Ronnie? Is uh, Ronnie oh, yeah, I'm sure, claims sure to know everything? He could. Probably oh, give does you he some know advice. all the rules? Uh, well, there are actually. Uh, Ronnie taught me this: six hundred twenty-two rules to a threesome. <laughs> you have to memorize them. Uh, but Ronnie, uh, what what do you think about what's being said here? Do you have anything to add to it? Go ahead. Well, like you said, this guy's just got too much planning going on. Like the couple of times that I, you know, had this situation, it's like. You meet the girl, you're hanging out, uh, you have, a, like you said, you have, a, you probably having a few drinks or whatever, but then that's it. Like the one time I did it one time, um, uh, five, six years ago, um, we met this girl and we, you know, hit, everybody hit it off and we packed up, she, when we took her to her apartment, she packed up her clothes and we came to my house for the weekend. Wow. And yeah, there was no days you, in between. No, right, no, you right. just do no it. No period. Uh, every, everyone, whatever you had, you had yeah, to go with. That's way, it. way too much fucking planning. Way too right. much Right, I agree. I think yeah. Ronnie's right about that. Yeah, and and then she packed up all her clothes and then came over to your place and hung the whole yeah. weekend? And stay, stayed the whole fucking weekend. We played. Is that dangerous, Ronnie? We, we were drinking. Yeah. And, yeah. and we and we did, want, we, um, did have, we did have rules. The rules were that... I didn't even fuck this girl, to be honest with you. Everything, right. everything but fucking her. Right. The only one I fucked was the girl, you know, my girl. That's it. Right. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. When you say everything but, well, you, you know, mean making out with her, you know, okay, the tit, tit action, blow you could job, go down you know, on that, her. You could, you no, know. no, 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 okay. no. What did you do then? <laughs> you mean what do you do? Then? <laughs> It was all Wait, about. Could you, could you finger her? Yeah, that you could. Okay. You're saying cool. it was right, sort of exciting good, to good. see the two girls getting it on, and then yeah, like you could. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you haven't drank. Yeah. If, you know, you drink hey, during it. I mean, it's it's just you, you go you know, with the flow. But there are, like the uh, Tina said, you know, you make sure you finish with your girl. That's it. That's the bottom line. Okay. That's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, like Ronnie had so many things he couldn't do that he just ended up doing the laundry during it, and then <laughs> no. he came back in when it was over. Well, it was funny because the, the girl, when she was there, she was at my house for the weekend. She did do the laundry, her laundry. <laughs> Take advantage of your uh, yeah. your washing machine. Yeah, my washing machine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so so uh, so Tina did well in the advice department, and your criticism is, what did you think of my idea that... Uh, if he could, if this is going to happen, maybe he should jerk off. He, don't forget, he's in his 40s. He should jerk off two, three times that day before they come over. Yeah, he should, but, you know, that's what I mean. There's too much planning. Mm. It, it's so, it, you know, it's it's just when it happens, it happens. It's just so much more fun. And what's yeah, this Ronnie idea, Ronnie? Yeah, didn't know that it's, was actually going to happen. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to happen. We were hanging yeah. We were hanging out in the bar yeah. and shit, and we met this girl, and we're hanging out with her, and blah, 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 and Stephanie, Stephanie, she hit it <laughs> off with her, and uh, right. <laughs> that that was it. We just, yeah. we went home and got her clothes, and, you know, next thing I know, we're in, you know, she's in the house for the whole fucking weekend. Ronnie. We never, walked, we never left the house. <laughs> when the girls are in the house for the weekend, are they walking around naked a lot? Like, uh, are they always nude, and uh, is it like like a like a palace? A lot of bra and panties. A lot of bra and panties walking around. You must have died and gone to heaven, right? 
Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, it, yeah. It was. You it died was and then came the, back. It was the. It was the best weekend of my fucking life, actually. <laughs> now, <laughs> well, let me it ask you something. Like you know, like everything was like heightened. Like even playing Monopoly, you're playing with two naked women or bra topless women. Yeah, they were sitting. They were yeah. sitting there at the at the at the kitchen table with bra or panties, and they were sitting there all drinking and everything. It's three in the morning, and we're playing <laughs> fucking Monopoly. You know, it, it was crazy. How many times did you blow your load that weekend? I mean, estimate. Uh, at least once or twice a day. Wow. And, and, and wh let me ask you this. Why not have another weekend with the same girl? Like, why does it all end and then that's it? Like, why doesn't that it ever it. happen? That was it. That was it. I mean, no, no, that was no, it. that was no it. discussion of, Hey, this was fun. Let's do it again. Nope. Nope. Wow. If it happened, it happened. That was, you know, and we, we did see the girl afterwards, but it never happened again. Jesus. Well, and my it, question it, is, don't it, you get in. Don't you get into more what? trouble if you go with the same girl over and yeah. over again? That's when feelings can develop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, you were about to say yeah. something, Ronnie, and you said, and then. And then, but I'm, then she moved away, actually. She moved to South Carolina. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, she couldn't stand not getting Ronnie anymore. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it probably was hard for her to be near Ronnie. <laughs> no, uh, no, no it wasn't. It was, we stayed friends. Everything was fine, you know. Did she jerk you off at all, this girl? Did she play yeah. with your dick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she was allowed to do that. Yeah. Is she allowed to blow no, you? No pen no penetration. Right, but she's allowed to blow you. Yeah. Wow. So you see, Mark, he did a lot of stuff. He got yep. blow job. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are giving me shit about the scheduling, but honestly, it's driving us crazy, like the anticipation and the excitement because we met her, she's real. Got some awesome pictures, and honestly, Howard, I'm walking around fucking hard 24-7 the past couple of, you know, he, he, since we've met the, problem. the anticipation Dude. is awesome. The yeah. No, that's that's the problem. The anticipation is what's going to get you in trouble, because you what you're anticipating, it's going to be so great and so great and so great, and then you might be disappointed when it happens. Anybody want to yeah, hear from because, Bob, who says he had a threesome and it ruined his marriage and it ruined his job? Or is that going to bring everyone's yeah, head down? Uh, ruined his job, too. <laughs> yeah. Here, hold on. I'll get this guy on. Go ahead, Bob. Give us your story, if you can, quickly, because I, I really do want to speak about Norm. Go ahead. All right, Bob. Thanks for having me. Um, the three, three of us worked together uh, in the same facility. Uh, two weeks before my wife and I had this threesome, uh, I had a late-night work with this individual. Uh, we ended up just kind of kissing and making out. Nothing truly happened. Two weeks later... We went to an event, my wife and I, this individual was there, and we ended up drinking a little too much, going home that night, had a threesome. Uh, the problem is, is it was so great and so amazing, like we were just, you guys were just saying, we continued it. I continued the relationship with this other individual, and it uh, went too far. And like I said, the three of us worked together, so people caught on to that, and one thing led to another, and things were questioned, and lost lost my job because of it because of the you know facility we worked in you were not allowed to have relationships uh like that so the three of us including my wife worked in the same facility so your wife got fired too no she did not only myself hmm. oh the two women got to keep their jobs <laughs> correct and then your wife divorced you correct no but i became very close uh Ended up still working on it and, and trying to do the right thing. But, you know, some of the things you guys were talking about, like in the threesome, like, first of all, you know, I, I finished in the other girl. So that was your big no-no there. So 
that mm-hmm. uh, that happened. And then, uh, learn. you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's never what it's cracked up to be. Um, you know, there are times where the girls are going at it and you're doing nothing but watching, which, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. However, right. you're kind of just left there as a third party. So. Mm. Well, I'm bringing a but book. Can't you, yeah, just, some can't you grab some titty box. or uh, put your finger in someone's asshole while you're uh, watching? <laughs> Make yourself busy? Yeah, I know what he means. You try, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not being funny. I, I, I'm with Bob. I, I think like it's like, yeah, I, I pictured the two of them going at it, and I'm like kind of sitting there going, Jesus, I don't think they even what have time for me. What am I here for? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already ran out of juice. Well, and I, don't Howard, know. I use spray. I use, I use spray, too, just to let you know you were talking about finishing quickly. I use yeah. like desensitizer spray, and that uh, did wonders for me. <laughs> That's the best. I got to get some of that. All right, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, Ronnie's laughing. <laughs> yeah, he gets, gets some desensitized. Ronnie, you're pretty good at holding spray. out, though, huh? Like if you, you can if control. You, if, if why why are you spraying? You, you're better off getting the blue pill. You're better off with that. I see. Did you take uh, Viagra during this uh, during that that weekend? No, 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 no. Because like didn't need it. it it wasn't planned. That's what I'm saying. It was so spontaneous. It just happened. How hot you know? was this chick that you took to home for the weekend? Was very, she super hot? Very. Yeah? Very. Very. And she was very, tall, which was really, she was really fucking cool. She was like five foot 11. Yeah. And she'd be on heels. She was like over six foot tall. It was like, it was Jesus. crazy. That's fucking crazy. She could have beaten you up. Fine with me. <laughs> at that point, who gave a shit? He would have accepted anything. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Did you? Uh, did you do that thing you do where, like, she's laying on her side and you put your your penis on her asshole? No, no, no. Figures Ronnie's connected. Just like, freaked out. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's back. What? What? Yeah. Answer my question again. We you, we lost you for a sec. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> about uh, putting your penis, you know how you you put your penis on a girl's butt and you work your way in. No, 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 no. I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing that to her. It was okay. more like she, her and you know, her and uh, <clears throat> the other girl were, yeah. uh, you know, they they were doing their thing, and I was like, you know, getting it from behind. <laughs> you got the dildo getting in your from ass behind. No, no, getting her from behind. Oh. Getting your girl from behind. Right. Oh, okay. Which was awesome. What do you mean? You had your dick in her ass? Or you no. were just doing it doggy style like? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. You, were, you were in her while the other girl was eating her? No, she, well, she was eating, eating her. the other girl? He's, oh, whoa. Yeah. And then they sewed you all together and you became the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you know, like this guy's way planning way too much. He may be very disappointed. He's overthinking. Dude, the night you met her was the night you should have been. The night you met her, dude, was the night you should have been there in the room. I know. I, I wanted to. She was on her period, you know? Like, I oh, period. Who gives a shit? You Ronnie, do you give a shit if a girl's on her period? Hey. No. Period. No. I said it didn't bother me, but, uh, you know, she was a little, like, weary of that. Yeah. How long ago was this already? How long have you been planning this shit, dude? <laughs> um, we met her, like, last year? maybe two Fridays last ago. Year? <laughs> yeah, two Fridays ago. Two Fridays. We've been messaging uh, since, like, middle, we've been messaging since, like, middle of August. You know, messaging oh my, God. and my wife starts messaging her. <laughs> what is this? It's like September, and, uh, already, isn't it? 
We're busy. Next, we're almost out of September. <laughs> Ronnie, where did you come when you... We're, we're, we're good to go. It's, it's going to go down. I'm, I'm very confident in that. I'll, I'll Ronnie, you, you wouldn't down. let a girl's period blood slow you down for a second, would you? No. Not at all. Not at all. But go. you know what, Howard? Ronnie makes a good point that you've had so much... Uh, you've Build put so up. much imagination into it and you've, you know, almost done it in your mind to the point that it right. was perfect right. for you and you could only be disappointed by reality. Exactly. You know what's sad to me? We put like 10 times less thought into our withdrawal from Afghanistan than this guy put into his threesome. I mean... And it's still going to be a disaster. See, this is the yeah, problem. Is that, that's the problem. <laughs> Ronnie, uh, you, you should become like a threesome counselor. I think you're making a lot of sense. I think you got something to say. Yeah, well, it's it's only mm. happened to me twice, so, you know. Yeah, but if these girls lifetime. have their period, you're saying you just get through that, make it happen, a bird in the hand kind of thing, right? Dude, if if that night, the, it should have happened that night. Dude, let me ask you this, Ronnie. So hot, right? Ronnie, let's yeah. say the girl walks in the room and she's covered in raw sewage. You still make it happen, right? You just bathe yeah. her and get her right in that bed. You have a few drink. You have a few drinks and don't worry about what it smells like. <laughs> Spray her down. <laughs> Spray her down and go. <laughs> exactly. You agree with that, Tina? Yeah, you 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 should have did it the first night. Now I feel yeah. like it's no, probably I, not going to happen. I, I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but no, no, no. threesomes come, they don't come that often. So when there's an opportunity, exactly. you you grab that opportunity, regardless of if a yeah. woman has a period or not. Of course. I mean, Ronnie would, girl, Ronnie's dude, a real man. He would dive right in in that period, dude. and he'd come up with clown lips. He didn't dude, care. Can I, <laughs> can I tell you something? Yeah, my boyfriend doesn't tell care. Me. He does, that right. doesn't slow him down. The first, the first time this happened to me, I was probably 18 years old, and it was me and another guy and two girls. So we, they all came up with this idea, let's go to a motel, get two motel rooms. I think I told you the story. But yeah. the one girl, her pussy smelled so fucking bad, dude. <laughs> it, didn't stop, it didn't stop us. We didn't care. We were 18 <laughs> years old. We didn't give a shit. I could smell this girl for the next week on me. That's how, that's how bad she stunk. What does that mean, Ronnie? Is she a dirty girl? Uh, what's going no, on? No, I, I don't. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. She wasn't dirty. It's just that it's. She just had this terrible odor down there. Was it worse than it, a skunk? It, it was. It's like it was like bad bo. Right. You know. Right. And she was very very fucking hairy. Like, forget about it. Like, ah. it and that traps the smelling. You know, that's, that's what pubis right. hairs yeah, about. That's right. Yeah. The stench was trapped. Ronnie but told we, me after he had that threesome when he was 18, he had to bathe in tomato juice. <laughs> tomato juice? And isn't that what you do I, to get rid of a smell from a skunk? No, it's I lemon juice, rid- isn't it? <laughs> no, it's tomato I had juice. This, I don't I had know. The smell in, I had the smell in my nose. It was the smell was in my nose for like, I'm You couldn't you. forget it. Yeah, but you didn't slow it down. Wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. You didn't it slow down. You, you banged her no. anyway. No, we, it, it, and more than once, we just kept we kept switching <laughs> rooms, running back from room to room. I'd be running down the hall in my underwear. He called really? me on the phone. He goes, "Are you are you done?" I go, "Yeah, I'm done." He goes, "I'm done." Okay, and then we'd run down the next, run down the hall, and go into you know switch off. Mike from Massachusetts says you're completely wrong. I don't know what you're wrong about. What is what is Ronnie wrong about? Hey Howard, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, as usual. 
He's fake news when it comes to sexual advice. He has no idea what he's talking about. Okay, where's he wrong? Bullshit. He's, you know what, maybe he's right for his situation, but that's not the typical scenario. People that have threesomes don't, uh, sitting back like he did the entire time and pretending to be involved, and uh, he didn't even finger the other girl. That was the question there. No, wait, no, no, you're not listening. He He said he got a blowjob. You're not listening, dude. Yeah. You're not listening. You didn't, got, you're not listening to I the got story. cut off. Maybe I didn't hear your blowjob part. Yeah, he got blowjob and uh, hand jobs. Ronnie, did, you, yeah. did she come, this, this third girl? Did you guys make her come? What are you oh, for Stephanie? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's awesome. That's all, yeah, we're we're focused on making her have fun, too, or making her uh, enjoy, you know, have Very generous with you. Well, so just too, cool. just yeah, too much. Yeah, hey, you, know, you got to do what you got to do, right? All right. <laughs> All right. All right, Mark. Well, let us know how it goes. Tina, thank you for the advice. Ronnie, again, uh, spot on. Is it happening this Friday? Next. Next Friday. Oh, oh next Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is it uh, next Friday? Next Friday. We can't do this Friday. I don't know if it came off. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, you're all talking at once. Well, Mark, why is it? why can't it happen this Friday? What is it, the Jewish holidays? <laughs> No, we got the we got the kids this Friday. You know, we we wow. both are divorced, so we have the kids some weekends and not, and we have them this Friday. Jeez. And I mean, this girl's got a life too, you know. So it's like yeah. it's just we're coordinating. We're adults, you know. It's not like we can drop with a hat and go get a hotel room, you know. I'm just worried that. that has, wait, I'm just it, what does it mean? Yeah. He, what does it mean he has the kids this Friday? Doesn't he have the kids all the time? No, they're divorced. Like, well, divorced we're, we're both divorced, so yeah, we have the kids. You know. We have uh, custody, 50-50, so this weekend we have huh. them, next weekend we don't. Dude, so you got a fucking there. complicated situation, I mean. <laughs> I'm, right. I, I'm afraid climate change no. is going to end the world before you get to screw this girl. <laughs> well, it's really bad. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I think, bored. Right? I, th- I think at this point... I think at this point the girl might not even show up at this point. <laughs> Ronnie, when uh, when you had this girl over for the whole weekend, does she sleep in the same bed with you guys? Like, is it a yes. whole? Yes. Wow. Yes. The yes. whole yes. weekend is uh, everyone in bed together, huh? Yeah. Yeah. My, and How's my that dog work? at the time. My, it was really funny because my dog at the time was is you know was so used to being with us. We had to lock him in the basement because he was going crazy because he wouldn't get at <laughs> wouldn't stay out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie. It, but but uh, how does the sleeping arrangement work? Does she stay in the middle of the new girl, or are you in the middle? How does that work? We we didn't we didn't even really plan it. We like after it was all done, and we you know we would you know drink a lot. We just passed out and went to sleep. And uh, however it. we woke up, we woke up, and that was it. Yeah, this guy this guy's waiting a long time. You guys ought to get Not too you, much. Hey Mark, you ought to get a Google Calendar with this girl, and, and you guys can <laughs> plot it out. Oh, great idea, yeah. Right. All right, dude. Microsoft Outlook uh, calendar invite. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, love you guys. Thanks. I'll let All right. you know. I hope that helps. All right. All right. There's your advice. Tina, thank Take you. Care. And, you know, All right. Later. Thank you. Thank you. Hanging up on multiple people here now. All right. There's Mark, who's uh, really planning this thing out. So let me say a couple of words about Norm, for God's sakes. I'll tell you what happened for me. I was uh, taking a walk with my wife yesterday after the show and uh, uh david spade texted me he said oh terrible about norm i didn't know what he was i, I assumed he was talking about um you know norm mcdonald because those guys work together on saturday night live and they're close 
So I go, what happened with Norm? I didn't get a text back right away, so I called him, and he told me that Norm had died, and I was like, oh, God, it just seemed so weird. Now, I didn't know Norm um, personally. I mean, I never hung with Norm. I never um, have spoken to him privately on the phone or anything like that, but I, I did feel a closeness to him because he'd been on the show so many times. A couple of times over the years, you remember when Norm was on Saturday Night Live, he used to do this uh, Bob Dole impression, Senator yeah. Bob Dole, where he'd hold the pen. In, and a couple of times I had asked Norm, would you be willing to get in uh, full makeup and come on and be Bob Dole? Because I always thought it was so great, his impression. And it was just funny, and he had funny lines. And Norm said, um, you know, it's a tremendous pain in the ass to get into that Bob Dole makeup. He said, but I love the show, and I love you guys so much, I'll do it. And he would do it, and and he would come in as Bob Dole, and it was always funny. And uh, over the years, he'd come in, tell stories, and you know, he's Norm. He's uh, he's a legend. And I I always felt with Norm, and I, I was asking my wife about this. I remember the only night that I had with Norm was I went to see he was performing stand up somewhere. I don't even remember where because I have no memory. But uh, I was there, I, and I, I said to my wife, I think Norm was appearing with Dave Chappelle. I think I went to see the both of them. But I don't even yeah. know if that's right. But I remember I went to see Norm, and it was weird because I wasn't even aware that Norm was a stand-up at that point. It was many years ago, and he had a killer set. He was funny as hell on stage. And uh, it was weird, too, because I'd never seen Norm outside of the radio studio and there he was being professional, like he was, you know, getting ready to go on stage. And, and, uh, it was, it was so weird you saw because him I, backstage before yeah, he went so, on. This club was so small. From what I remember, there was almost not a backstage. It was like huh? Norm was just standing on the side waiting to go on. It's stand up comedy so weird. Like some of these clubs are just so dinky that there's nowhere to even to like just walk out with some dignity and come out from backstage, you know, but. I think Norm Norm was working on some new material, and I, I just don't remember. But that was the only time I really got to hang with Norm. Um, of course, you know, when he would come and do the show, I would talk to him after he appeared, and we'd have a little bit of uh, small talk. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know much about him off the air. And as many times as he appeared on the show, because Beth said to me when I got the news, she goes, gee, I hope he had... I, I, I said to David, what happened? He, he goes, I think he had cancer, but he kept it very quiet. He didn't want to share that information with anyone. And, and Robin and I have talked about this. You, you kind of don't want to share. You don't want your whole life to be, hey, how are you? You know, you don't want people asking medical questions. It, it just gets fatiguing. You want to go on and almost forget when you're with people that you have cancer. So I understand why Norm didn't tell anyone. But I feel bad because I wish I could have said goodbye to Norm. I wish I would have known he was ill or, or I called him with some encouragement because I really just admired him so much. But, um, you know, so, so my wife asked the question. She said, did he have anybody in his life that, uh, you know, was with him at the end? And I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Norm had a relationship. Uh, I knew he had a son. I don't know right. how old he his son was. He did talk about his son when he was here, and he loved his son. His son. So uh, I think David, and I don't even know, I, David was not in any condition to talk. Mm. I called him, and, we, and, we, and he got off the phone. He was really, really upset. He's like, hey, he's one of my guys. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's from Saturday Night Live, and I worked with him. And he was just very, very upset about it. 
Um, so I didn't get a chance, but he mentioned somebody named Lori, but I, but I looked at his uh, obituary in the paper. Lori was a woman who I guess worked with him, but I don't know if that was his girlfriend. I don't know what yeah, Lori's situation either, was. I saw that in the obit that there was a yeah. Laura or Lori. Lori. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know him well off the air, but on the air, you know, Jeezy coming, he was just so damn funny. I, and, and Saturday Night Live, I always thought, it was a big sin that Norm got fired from Saturday Night Live. Because Do you remember the circumstances of that? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm going to play some tape about it. But uh, Norm was 61. Here, I'll take you through it. Norm died of cancer at the age of 61. Never announced publicly. Uh, but he'd been battling cancer secretly for nine years. Yeah. You know... I'm trying to remember, but I remember a couple of times when Norm, like maybe Norm came in, maybe he was going through chemo. Again, I don't know what kind of cancer it was, or I don't know what treatment he had, but I remember his face was puffy, and I I thought to myself, he doesn't look well. That's the only thing I I, I said a couple of times, but then I said, you know, like maybe Norm's just one of those guys, that's what he looks like. I don't know. Um, I don't even know that that has any relevance, but anyway, Norm was on Saturday Night Live for five seasons. He hosted week that Weekend Update for three years. Uh, he was great at it, you know, with that deadpan delivery. Here, I'll, I'll, here's, here, here he is delivering a joke, doing the, the fake news. And in a related story, this week marked the 5,000th performance of the Broadway musical Cats. It also marked the 5,000th time a guy turned to his wife and said, What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah. Norm started his career as a stand-up comedian. He appeared on The Letterman Show in 1990. He told me a great story once on the air about his dream was to appear on The Tonight Show before Johnny Carson retired. That was Mm. his dream. He wanted Mm -hmm. to get on there somehow. And um, here he tells the story. Well, the true story was I went to uh, Los Angeles, California, and Johnny Carson had already announced his uh, retirement. Right. And Johnny Carson, as you know, used to be able to anoint comedians. So I said, I'm going to be the last comedian to be anointed by Johnny Carson. Right. So Jim McCauley uh, would come to the show, you know, and see me. He's uh, the talent scout the for the talent Tonight Show, yeah. yeah. He goes, listen, he goes, you're a J comic. Because Jay Leonard was doing it Monday night, you know, uh, he was the guest host. Right. So I go, no, no, I think I'm a Johnny comic. That's what all my friends say, you know? <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, Jay. And then he's like, if you do good on Jay, Johnny will watch at home, mm-hmm. you know, which again, even Again, I an audition. It was a lie. Like, I uh, go on uh, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I do my set. I destroy. Right. And then I come over, and uh, during the commercial, Jay goes, it was all right. Okay. Wait a second. Did you ever get to be on The Carson Show? I no. never got to meet him. I, I mean, I never but got to way, be on the show, and then I got to meet him personally, in person. But I could never say to another radio guy, hey, man, that was okay, your show. It was, it was, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, like, Jay saying that, that's a very mean thing. It was just a little very passive aggressive. Mm. Wow. Yeah, Jay. Jay being great it. again. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Wasn't that good? <laughs> I mean, who says that? Uh, Roseanne saw him doing stand up, hired him to write for her show, but then Norm got the gig on Saturday Night Live in nineteen ninety three. He did a lot of funny things. One of the 
you know, he did a lot of impressions, like I said, Bob Dole. And, and, and you know, Norm got to be friends with Bob Dole because uh, yesterday Bob Dole tweeted, Senator Bob Dole tweeted, Norm MacDonald was a great talent, and I loved laughing with him on Saturday Night Live. Aww. Bob Dole will miss Norm MacDonald, which was nice. And uh, But one of the funny things he did was uh, his impression of Burt Reynolds. And I was yeah. always impressed by this because I it used to drive me crazy when I would watch Burt Reynolds on talk shows. Every time he was about to tell a punchline or something, Burt Reynolds had this tick. He'd go, <clears throat> <clears throat> like it was his comedy thing. You know, he Burt was not really funny to me, but he, you know, if he thought he was saying something smart ass, he'd go, <clears throat> <clears throat> and Norm always did that on, he was always Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy. Will Ferrell yeah. was uh, Alex Trebek, Burt Reynolds. And, uh, but he would always, <laughs> Norm would go, <clears throat> Just before he would say something, I go, man, I cannot believe Norm picked that up. And Norm wasn't known as a guy who did impressions, but he picked up that little nuance, and I loved it. So, here's a little clip to remember Norm on the Celebrity Jeopardy. He's standing there as Burt Reynolds, and he fucking looked like Burt Reynolds. It was crazy. And uh, and here is uh, Will Ferrell as uh, Alex Trebek. This condiment is made from mustard seeds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. It was so good. Yeah, for some reason, Burt Reynolds came in, wouldn't sign in in his real name, and that little chalkboard, right. he, he yeah. put down Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Let's see. Chevy Chase posted on Instagram, I first met Norm after he played the newsman on SNL. He was the best of all, next to myself. I know I'm just kidding now because I'm all teared up. Yeah, actually, um, I asked Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers for years was the head writer on Saturday Night Live, and he told me Norm was the best weekend update host ever. And I, I agree. You know, I, I just thought his delivery and everything. And that was what was so crazy because that's what Lorne Michaels loved about him. He got that Norm takes he has a long wind up. And he said that um, Norm had patience. He could wait for a punchline. But Norm was fired by Saturday Night Live uh, because of um, this guy named Don Olmeyer. He was president of NBC's West Coast Division and uh, NBC blamed low ratings on firing Norm. But it was all bullshit. It turns out, according to Norm, Olmeyer was friends with O.J. Simpson, and Norm was mocking O.J. relentlessly, and Norm feels he got fired because he was making too many O.J. jokes. Uh, they were great jokes. It was so appropriate. I don't know. I can't imagine. Who knows what really went down there, but this was uh, Norm doing his O.J. stuff. Was O.J. Simpson high on speed the night of the murders? Absolutely not, said defense attorney Johnny Cochran today. And a simple test of any of O.J.'s blood found at the crime scene will prove it. <laughs> and O.J. pal Al Cowling said this week that in looking for the truth in the O.J. Simpson case, he sometimes talks to a picture of Nicole Brown Simpson, something that in the past would have gotten him killed by O.J. <laughs> In his book, O.J. Simpson says that he would have taken a bullet or stood in front of a train for Nicole. 
Man, I'm going to tell you, that is some bad luck when the one guy who would have died for you kills you. That's probably... <laughs> Great delivery. You know, the other thing that Lord that. said... Oh, he's not done? No, he's the done. other thing that Lord said was that he loved the intelligence behind Norm's jokes, and that's what you hear. Norm got his revenge, though. Um, after they fired him, he did the movie Dirty Work. That, that that year, he started his own sitcom on ABC called Norm. And then Saturday Night Live asked him to host the show a year after they fired him. And this was he got to host Saturday Night Live, and, and he did a brilliant monologue. Here it is. So you see, they like uh, they fired me because they said that I wasn't funny, you know. But now, this is the weird part, right? It's only a year and a half later, and now they asked me to host the show. <laughs> so I wondered, I go, hey, wait a second here. Hey! <laughs> I go, how did I go in a year and a half from being not funny enough to be even allowed in the building? <laughs> To being so funny that I'm now hosting the show. How did I suddenly get so damn funny? It was inexplicable to me, because a year and a half, let's face it, is not enough time for a dude to learn how to be funny. <laughs> then it occurred to me, I haven't gotten funnier. The show has gotten really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well, you'll see later. But... Okay, so let's recap. The bad news is I'm still not funny. The good news is the show blows. So great. Letterman, uh, David Letterman tweeted, in every important way in the world of stand-up, Norm was the best. An opinion shared by me and all peers. Always up to something, never certain, until his matter-of-fact delivery leveled you. I was always delighted by his bizarre mind and earnest gaze. And Letterman, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Norm was the last comedian to appear on the Letterman show. Really? Yeah, I remember it was very emotional yeah. because Norm loved Letterman. I did read that he was all broken up about it, yeah. Norm told us great Norm used to do a David Letterman impression on Saturday Night Live. And, you know, it was weird for Norm because you know, he loves David Letterman, so he didn't want Letterman to take it the wrong way. But Harold, give me a sample of it. This is um Norm is Letterman. Um Mark Mark McKinney is playing Paul Schaefer. And Alec Baldwin is being um, De Niro. Robert De Niro's the guest. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it, it was just so much fun. But you have to, you really have to see it. You can look it up on Google. It. It's uh, you know, Norm really. It just looked so bizarre. I did a letter. I did a letter. Here it is. Right now, here it is. Well, let me tell you this, uh, uh, Robert. I I saw Marvin's room, and I have to say, just a fine fine piece of work. It's a, a great cast. You got you got Meryl Streep, Diane Keaton. Oh, and you know who I uh, particularly enjoyed in the film was uh, was uh, Chong. Yeah, he was good. He was very good. That he is. He's good. <laughs> you hear that, Paul? He enjoys Chong. <laughs> <laughs> but Norm came on our show, and I and I was like, 
what happened when you did Letterman? And he told this great story uh, after he did the impression because he loves Dave so much. I did Letterman. I did an impression of him. And I, I was fucking afraid. Like, I was like, I don't want to do this. It was funny. It was all right. But I was like, I don't want to fucking make fun of it because I love uh, David Letterman. Sure. Know? So I'm like, I'm not, I just want, I'll just try to do as exact an impression as possible, but not make a comment on it. Like, not say, you know, not make fun of him. <laughs> You're right. And I, I, so, anyways, <laughs> then he phones me like uh, the next day and he's like, I'm talking to him and he's not bringing it up. You know? Wow. So it goes on for about five minutes where we're talking about nothing. So then I just blurt out. I go, hey, I did an impression of you last night. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Obviously, that's why I was phoning, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then all he said was, he goes, oh, yeah, you know, no, no. He goes, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh, it's all right. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, uh, Joe Piscopo did an impression of me once and I, I didn't care for that because that guy's not funny. Mm. Oh. Ooh. But uh, <laughs> great story. I love that Dave it called is. him. And didn't say anything. And then finally, Norm couldn't take the pressure and blurted out, I did an impression of you. Speaking of impressions, um, Dana Carvey, one of the greatest impressionists of all time, he loved Norm's impressions. And he and Dana did an impression of uh, Norm for us. You also do a great Norm MacDonald. Hey, uh, yeah, you get Norm. You know, it's funny thing, you know, water, right? They bring your water here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, everything is like, you know, it's like a couch here. You, like, you want to sleep, right? You want to lay down, right? You're, but you know what? You're not supposed to lay down, right? Yeah. You know, but you want to lay down when you see a couch, right? You know I mean? He was a great force, I felt, on Saturday Night Live. Totally. And, and he was fired, like, with no dignity. And, and, and the guy who fired him was Never like, understood it. Norm's not funny. Norm is fucking funny. Oh, he was... Oh man, he's just—he's unbelievably funny, and he's—you know—he he did Dole really funny. Yeah, he did—he did a letter, really funny Letterman. I mean, he was—and he did a funny uh, um, Burt Reynolds. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Was, he was incredibly good on that show. That's still—I don't know the real story about that. Yeah, really, I can't figure it the out. The OJ he, jokes or something? I don't. Yeah, for, for doing OJ jokes, he got fired. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's weird. That is a weird story. I'd like to get to the bottom of that. Adam Sandler tweeted: "Every one of us love Norm." Some of the hardest laughs of my life with this man. Most fearless, funny, original guy we knew. Cyrus Silverman tweeted, Norm was a, in a comedy genre of his own. No one like him on the planet. Please do yourself a favor and watch his stuff. He was one of a kind of all time. I agree. Like, uh, it's fun to Google Norm and see some of his old bits. Um, and don't forget, Norm was the guy who brought Artie to the show. I and, remember uh, that know, completely. Which I thought was very generous of Norm. At like the time. Norm, yeah, no, yeah. Well, Norm was really thinking, like, uh, hey, maybe this guy would be a good fit for your show. And yeah, I thought that was great. And, of course, he was. Um, he just had so many crazy, great stories. Uh, he told a story once about Dennis Rodman headbutting him. And it was just so, I mean, he was just a great guest, you know. Dennis Rodman was on the show, you know that guy? Yeah, sure. So we thought it'd be funny if he hit, headbutted me, you know? Right. So uh, he he tells me, I, you know, if I go, don't really headbutt me, you know? Yeah, right. you're like a professional athlete. You're like one of the strongest guys. And I'm like one of the weakest guys. So don't do right. that. So he says, no, I won't, you know. I know what I'm doing. I'll just put my thumbs up. And like t when I touch my thumbs, you push back. And then when, when he does it, he headbutts me like really hard. Wow. And I like blanked out for Yeah, a I didn't see any thumbs. <laughs> No, he cracked. Me. Did you actually? Did you blank out? Yeah, I blanked out for like ten seconds. Oh man, because I, I don't get that whole headbutt thing, man. That yeah. hurts. So I go to the hospital. I'm on the thing. I thought 
I was going to die and stuff. And I go, oh, my head. And so then, you know, you get to the hospital late at night. It's all like crack addicts and gunshot <laughs> Yeah, you got to wait wounds. a long time with just a headache. <laughs> they didn't believe me. They thought I was nuts. They thought I was, they think everybody's on drugs. Yeah, right. They thought you were hallucinating. Yeah, I, yeah. Said, I said, Dennis Rodman head-butted me. <laughs> Go, no yeah. kidding. And I go, no, uh, I'm on the TV. I said, yeah. All right, they don't care. Conan tweeted, Conan O'Brien, of course, I am absolutely devastated about Norm MacDonald. Norm had the most unique comedic voice I have ever encountered, and he was so relentlessly and uncompromisingly funny. I will never laugh that hard again. I'm so sad for us all today because, you know, I have watched this clip of Conan's show so many times. It was so great. Norm was a guest, and the actress... Courtney Thorne Smith, I think that's her name. A beautiful girl. She came on. She was promoting a movie she was do she had done with Carrot Top. Oh boy. And Norm is yeah, yeah, exactly. Norm <laughs> just went berserk. So picture Conan's interview. You know, Andy Richter's on the couch. Conan's doing the interview. Courtney Thorne Smith is trying to promote this movie she did with Carrot Top. And Norm just gets a hold of it, like, oh, don't hand me this comedy gold. And uh, I, I, you have to watch it if you've never seen it. You got to watch the whole thing. It's legendary. But here's the moment uh, that I love so much. But uh, what's the movie going to be called? Well, really? I know what it's going to be called. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> if it's got carrot top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box office poison. <laughs> to your left is in the movie. I'm going to go see it for Clinton. <laughs> you scare everybody else away? No, I love this girl. I'd see any movie with this girl in. All right. Well, there's this two-hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> how great, how quick is he? Well, I mean, that's what, you know, another thing that uh, Conan said about him was he was so unpredictable. There was right. an electricity just having him sit there. You just felt it because you didn't know what he was going to do. Chairman of the B-O-R-E-D. B-O-R-E-D. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick. Uh, you know, you're under some pressure when you're on live TV and you're sitting next to the woman who stars in the movie. And <laughs> But he didn't and, hold uh, back. <laughs> no, 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 he no. He had top and he could not hold back. One of the best TV appearances I've ever seen. And you and know how you much talk I... talk about great talk show guests. He was yeah. a great talk show guest. Well, you, you know, you know how much I admire people on talk shows and how, you know, I... I study that stuff. <laughs> you know, I love it. And uh, he was one of the best. He really was. <laughs> There's no question. And uh, the world really lost a comedy legend yesterday. And I don't know. I, I feel like Norm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm off on this, but I feel like he didn't get enough credit. I think he was that good. I Maybe because I think on television they probably didn't know what to do with him half the time. You know what I mean? When they tried to right. put him in a sitcom yeah. or a movie or something like that. But. I know I've read one thing where, you know, he had a couple of chances at his own TV shows. Mm. And they said they were the critic who was writing about him from the Times said he was invariably funny and invariably canceled. You know, it was just like they didn't last very long, but he was always funny. Jim Carrey tweeted, my dear friend Norm MacDonald passed after a brave 10 year battle. He was one of our most precious 
gems, an honest and courageous comedy genius. I love him. And I couldn't agree more. Seth Rogen tweeted, oh, fuck, I was a huge fan of Norm MacDonald, and I essentially ripped off his delivery when I first started acting. I would stay up specifically to watch him on talk shows. He was the funniest guest of all time. We lost a comedy giant today. One of the all-time greats. Rest in peace. I agree. One of the greats. He really he really was that good. And, I remember um, one of the last times he was here, he told this really long joke. It was eight like minutes it went long. On and oh, and I was dying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have that joke, but I'm. Not, you know what we'll do? We're going to play that on Sternthology today. Okay, because it's worth listening to. It's really funny. It's just ridiculous. And and and, and it, I know it sounds crazy an eight minute joke, but it was just fun hearing Norm play this thing out. Uh, so we will play it later in the day. John Stewart tweeted: No one can make you break like Norm Macdonald. Hilarious and unique. Fuck cancer, boy. That's the truth. Um, this is a weird clip. I'll end it on this. Um, Norm actually talked to us a little bit about, about his feelings on death. Whenever I'm talking with someone, I always ask them about death because ah. I'm so freaked out about death. I don't and, remember this. Yeah, this is great to listen to. He was on the show. This was from, what's the year? 2016. Okay. So keep in mind that he had already secretly been fighting cancer for four years at this point. So maybe he, you know. Maybe it was a way, you know, I didn't know he was battling cancer, but, but this is what uh, he had to say on the subject. I was in Edmonton in this hotel. I was doing stand-up, and my agent for me said, turn on your, um, your computer, your, look at your Wikipedia. And uh, my Wikipedia said I was dead. Oh, <laughs> great. My Wikipedia said I had overdosed the night before. And I am telling you, Howard, wow. it, it, even though, you, of course, you know it's not true, at first you go, well, I don't know. But uh, it, 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 it shakes you? It shakes you. And you want to know why it shakes you? Why? Because you understand that one day those will be the words. Right. And uh, all it is is they just change the tenses. Instead of Norm Macdonald is an American comedian, it's Norm Macdonald was. An Who do you think changed it? Was it just some Apparently, sort of, uh, you know, any, any folks can do can it. Can go on there I mean, and do it. I don't it. know who right. makes them in the first place. Do you think about death a lot? I mean, it does. it is a freaky thing. They say most people can't spend more than like a minute or two actually contemplating their own demise. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, like it's almost I'm, impossible for a brain to do that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess that's why you do anything is to, to avoid that, you know? That's right. why you, you do stuff in life. You that's know? right. To avoid that, that thought because if, uh, you know... Well, I mean, we don't want to talk about that. Mm. Mm. So there's Norm. Rest in peace, Norm. And, yeah, I was really shook by that, that he was gone, only 61 years old. And what a shitty way to go, like nine years battling cancer. Motherfucker. Like, we don't even know. Yeah. What it was, how it was for him. You Look just, who had a, You know, you didn't expect it was time to say goodbye. That's right. Look who tweeted about uh, Norm. I didn't know they had a relationship. The Iron Sheik. You know the Iron really? Sheik. Really? Norm MacDonald, my heartbreak for you, Bubba. I say, let me read that. Make sure I'm reading that right. Norm MacDonald, my heartbreak for you, Bubba. You are best man genius. Funny man. I love you forever. God bless you. That that does well, sound like something Iron Sheik. That's really the Iron Sheik, I think. Yeah. The only, I think if I ever die, which I won't, I, I'm not allowed to, the Iron Sheik would say, I will fuck you in the ass and <laughs> make a man out of you and humble you. <laughs> yes, Tom. Tom wants to say a word about 
the wonderful Norm McDonald. Yes, hello? Yeah, hi. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to see if you remember the bit that uh, Norm, you know, big fan, you know, tragic situation here where Norm would always say, note to self, and he'd grab that little, he would grab that little microphone and speak into it. So yes. in day-to-day life, all through the years, you know, if I do something stupid or make a mistake, I'll be like, note to self, do not do blank. So Yeah, I remember know, I that bit. That was one of his great- yeah, yeah, that was such a great bit. And uh, and I, I always loved that Dirty Work movie. And, of course, with uh, Artie and, uh, you know, watched it many, many times. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for taking my call. And, uh, you know, he'll be remembered. And um, All right, Tom, we get he, it. He is, Thank he, you. He was, he, he was very funny, very, very, he very, sure very funny. So thank you very much. You got to you got to you got to uh, acknowledge anybody who gave you a couple of good laughs in life, right? Absolutely. And we have a Norm Macdonald tribute collection on the SXM app right now, Sirius XM app. So that app has uh, got some tasty tidbits on it. Look who tweeted, boy! We haven't talked to him in a long time. Frank Stallone. What did Frank say? I was saddened to hear that Norm Macdonald passed away today at 61. <clears throat> he had a lot of fun with me on Weekend Update with, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. I thought it was funny. My only regret was that I never got to do the show with him. I thought he was an original and very funny. I guess Norm had a couple of Frank Stallone jokes. Maybe. Uh, Frank says he has a good sense yeah, of humor about it. Yeah, I was watching a, sh- a movie not too long ago. And Frank was in the movie, and I hadn't remembered. It was an older movie, and it was like, whoa, I haven't seen Frank Stallone in a long time. I'm smelling comeback. <laughs> it's Love fun. Frank. Hey, Frank. Hey, so uh, the only other thing that I'd say about Norm is that I had heard, and again, I have no idea if this is true, and I don't even know where I heard it, but that he might possibly have been the boyfriend of Elle McPherson for a short while, that... That she I had remember appeared. that was a rumor that was circulating when yeah. he was doing Weekend Update, right? Wasn't but, that? Yeah, and I asked Norm about it, but he was a gentleman. He didn't want to talk about anybody he had sex with. But again, yeah. I don't know that he did, but I say what an accomplishment. You know, El McPherson was known as The Body. Yes, I was going to say, I thought that was her nickname, The Body. Rob Burnett, uh, the uh, executive producer of the David Letterman, tweeted, so many guests, none I look forward to more than Norm. Mm. There you go. Nice words. So Yeah, Conan also said that a lot of times, like, Norm heard stories, and then he would tell you those stories like they were his own, but they never <laughs> happened right. to him. It was oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So... uh all right, rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Um, I tell you I what, didn't know. did you ever know that he opened for a while for Sam Kennison? Didn't know that. No. Nope. Yeah, didn't I know read that, that in, a, in an obituary I, I looked at that uh, he had been he opened for for Sam Kennison for a few months at the beginning well, of the, his career. What a killer show! Uh, yeah, Norm and what Sam a lucky together. Group who saw Norm and Sam. I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to um, play you a phony phone call. I haven't done one in a while. I also have to read you the fan feedback. We'll hopefully get to some phone calls. Um, I don't know if I have time for this game I'm going to play with you, Robin. 
It's a little you got game. A game? Where, yeah, you spend the weekend at my house, right? And you play Monopoly with me in your bra panties. <laughs> no, the game is um, back to school stuff. Uh, back back to school staff stories. Now you're saying that sounds oh. like it's not so great, but when you hear this, it is great. It is great. All right. And, we'll and I was supposed do. to guess what staff member had this story. Yep. And I have a complete rundown on OJ's um, summer tweets and 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 video uh, messages. I mean, you know, it's enough to make your blood boil. OJ's having Did the OJ best life. Did OJ tweet about uh, Norm? Um, not about you know. I don't know about Norm, but OJ makes these. Vi- he has a Twitter feed, and I hope you don't follow him because it just sickens me. It's so horrible. But I only bring it to you because I want to make you crazy. OJ really, no shit, is having a great life. (laughs) He is having a better life, I know, than anyone. He plays golf every day. He'll tell you. Crazy. So what I'll do is I'll take a break. And uh, I'll play maybe a phony phone call. I'll get to fan feedback. (laughs) I don't know how much of this stuff I'm going to get to. Gary's got a report on Karen's that he put together over the summer. It's unbelievable. Oh boy. Yeah. He loves those women, those out of control women. Donnie V honored me, went into the studio and uh, recorded a version of Bang O'Clock. That's great. Donnie V. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> Amazing. Of enough is enough. Well, I don't think it's enough is enough anymore. Maybe he's still in enough. So I don't know what Donnie's doing. I don't doing, think but... he keeps the enough stuff mm. up anymore. You know? Enough. Enough's enough. enough stuff. Enough's <laughs> enough stuff. But I love Donnie. I love his voice. But, um, I mean, I, I, I'm very honored. I got to play that for you. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I want to hear that. I love his voice. You want to hear that? Yeah. Okay. You know, right before the summer, I wrote a song called Bang O'Clock. Everybody loved yes. it. Okay, nobody loved it, but <laughs> bang a clock was what, what Beth and I, because we're very mature, we call sex bang a clock. Unlike Ronnie, who has much more direct terms for sex. Like, <laughs> I got a blowjob. We call it bang. Build up, yeah. <laughs> I'll say to my wife, hey, it's time for bang a clock, and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And I did a demo on the air, and... It was okay. Did you ever flesh it out or you just did that? I just did the demo and then I gave yeah. up. Because all, right. all my songs always end up being a disaster. <laughs> they never work out. I so badly want to have a good song. You need collaborators. You know, like Elton was talking about collaborating with people the other day yeah. when he was here. Yeah, well, I collaborated with Donnie. Donnie went in the studio and made it good. <laughs> this was my version, by the way. It's like... You know. Okay. Sweet love, it's been a day or two Since I've been inside of you We don't say fuck, we don't say screw It's bang o'clock tonight When making love just sounds too clean you know, it just it it didn't have that pop that so many of the kids love. Well, it, didn't have I, it that... seemed off for you even that sort of twangy kind of almost yeah. country feel to it. I was trying to do like remember when Mick Jagger 
tried to do a little bit of country and but it always worked (laughs) (laughs) you know i was i was trying something new and uh i wasn't getting anywhere and i guess donnie i love donnie's voice Uh, like like here he is singing instant karma which which is like if you're going to sing a john lennon song you better be good and you know that voice is just so good was going to I always thought that band was going to be way bigger. You know me. I I put They should I, have been. Yeah, I backed that horse. Anyway, so I guess Donnie was listening to us and he went into the studio and he created a brand new arrangement of Bang a Clock, which I really appreciated. He obviously saw something in it. Donnie sings and also Donnie does every instrument on this track. Oh. Yeah. He pulled like a Lenny Kravitz or, or Paul or, McCartney. Or a Dave Grohl, first Foo Fighters <laughs> album. Or a Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Even, you know, he beefed up the song, he put in a new chorus, you know. In other words, he made it good. He fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donnie, after he finished, said, um, as I finished singing the verse in my head, the song kept trying to pull me into the chorus. I had an idea, I added it in. I wanted to see what it would sound like. If I were to write a killer pop rock song with Howard Stern. See? So you were right. I needed a collaborator. Uh, Elton John was right. Yeah, so thank you, Donnie. Uh, Here's a cover of my song, Bang a Clock. Yeah. 
Rock it. See, I told you I'm a good songwriter. I'm probably going to get a Grammy for this. <laughs> Where's that being released? I don't know yet. I haven't gotten oh, that far into it. when is it being released? <laughs> Gives me the chills. Donnie says I'm the real deal as a songwriter. I swear to God he said that. That's a quote. Really? Said, yep. He said that I know, meaning Howard Stern knows power pop music pretty well. And Howard Stern or no Howard Stern, this is a catchy little killer song that is fun to sing and listen to. See? In okay. fact, um, uh, who I am I to argue with him? Couldn't you see Miley and Metallica covering this? <laughs> I could see that. I could actually see that. Anyway, if you want to hear more, uh, go to uh, DonnieV.com to hear I Donnie's wonder music. if, if um, Elton would provide piano. Yeah, that. he would. For that, he would. Because sure. it's a great song. Yeah, I heard from the people uh, behind the new um, Lady Diana musical on Broadway. They want to use that song when, <laughs> when Prince Charles goes to fuck Diana for the first time to make the kids for the queen. It's bang o'clock. It's bang o'clock tonight. Weird Al called me. He wants to make a song. I already did that. <laughs> Something about lose a sock tonight. <laughs> I can't wait for Elton John to compliment my songwriting. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Come on. Send it to him. Going? Say, what do you think? Yeah, come on. What do you think? <laughs> what did he... I've been um, working on a little something. Oh, Tan Mom's on the phone, wants to talk about her late husband, Driver. Oh. You want to say a few words? Go ahead, Tan Mom. Sorry to hear about your husband. Thank you, Howard, and everybody that has been um, absolutely awesome from everybody that has reached out to me. Um, the only comment I wanted to make is that um, when this was, you know, let go and so forth, I'm, I'm usually like more chipper. I have been sad, um, depressed, and um, I've just all right, I'm trying to cut to the chase, is that at the end, it was like, yeah, there was times I was on the show um, and made comments about him, but you don't live, like, people make comments and so forth, but when you don't live in that person's house, you can't really say, and I did say things. I did say, I regret, you know, once somebody somebody passes away, um, it does... Excuse me. Take a factor on you. Um, are you feeling? Years. Are you feeling guilty because you had so many bad times with your husband? Now he's gone, and you're starting to appreciate him. Is that what's going on? No, actually, it's the truth. Is is that we had a great life, and then um, before he worked on Wall Street, and then he started driving, you know, to support the family and made really good money and stuff like that. And people started, people called him driver because um, he used to drive me to your studio in New York and so forth. Um, but the thing is, is that um, he was a really, really nice guy, and I didn't realize how much until he is gone. There's, uh, like, a huge mess. 
I'm dealing do with. You, do you um, regret uh, like dating while he was not doing well? I no, he. I did that whole cancer. The cancer situation wasn't. Um, we separated twice. Wasn't brought upon me until like when I, I he was told stage four. Like and then. Then you stopped you dating. Know, and like, when and he, he got never like. When he got stage four, you stopped dating other guys? I never went on a date. I was talking oh. to people. There's a, huge, there's a huge difference. And he never I drove see. me around. No, it wasn't anything like that. He drove me nuts. And that's what happens. Um, right. Things weren't I good. And he failed to uh, test um, coming from my version um, of being with porn people. He failed to test live and um so i mean how do you think i felt what so I well felt, like, robin what is uh tam i'm saying i know i understand it but explain to the audience uh, something about think. he failed to test with porn people what does that mean no he took there was a show the test i didn't know he there was a test that. for being a porn in porn <laughs> movies i don't know no 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 there was a show a show, oh. and he failed it. He failed a that. lie detector it test. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, right. Hmm. Right. And he was with porn people. Uh, well, there was things on his phone. You know, we weren't together sexually ah. for over a long time, and um, then I was. Well, who is uh, Pantamom? Who is going to drive you now? That's my concern. Uh, driver used to drive you, and now there's no one to drive you. How are you going to get around? I'll just drive again. Not that I I'm see. thrilled about it. Well, I can't think I of mean, a more we, beautiful tribute to your husband than what you've said here today. And we all uh, say rest you. in peace to uh, Driver. I mean, I've. And we're really sorry. We're very sorry. No yeah, the, with you. Yeah. That's right. When was the last Thank time you. you and Driver had sex? Did Do you remember or was it too long ago? Literally forever ago. That's how, you know, the relationship was. You know what I mean? I but yet you're here to say he was a good guy and you miss him. Right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. That's a nice, a beautiful tribute. Thank you, Tan Mom, and we're sorry for your loss. Thanks. Okay. I'll you guys around. Very beautiful. Tan right. Mom, I I feel, Robin, it's uh, too soon to really get into the Tan Mom no, driver story. No. I think it's best to I just say. I think there's a lot there, but I don't think today is the day. There's a lot to unwrap. The look yeah. on your face while you were listening to that beautiful eulogy, Robin, said it all. Uh, I looked to you to see a reaction, and I saw it. I saw it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, it's hard to read you, but this time it was loud and clear. It was loud and clear. It was all over yeah. my face. I read your face <laughs> like, like a, a blind person reads Braille. I could read your face <laughs> like I was touching it. Well, what a uh, what a loss! Uh, of course, uh, Tan Mom used to come in with the uh, driver. We even had them on the show playing like a newlywed game and things like that. And, Absolutely. You yeah. know the thing that I'm saddest about, yeah. and a lot of people go through this. They really don't recognize who a person is to them while they're alive. That's right. That's a good. And they point. don't ever express to that person what they mean to them, and they don't discover it until after they're gone, which is the worst right. time. Well, maybe he's driving the angels around in heaven. 
which was and here's the part. show and, <laughs> on and here's the show in heaven <laughs> yeah and he's hearing our tribute but tan mom you know she's one of my favorites and Maybe she was a little choked up there and couldn't articulate it best, but there was something about a test that he failed twice, <laughs> which I didn't know about. That's the first time I've heard that. And right. I'm, I'm picturing my own funeral as people talk about my test that I failed in life. And then I'm almost thinking I would want Tan Mom to deliver my eulogy at my own funeral. Oh, but, my. Well, please. Come on. Please make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you in charge. <laughs> um, it's going to take a break, but maybe everybody, after that sad news about Driver, maybe we need to um, play a phony phone call. Would you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we ought to lighten the mood. This is, a, this is quite an epic one. This is, a, this is very involved. I think you'll like this. We, um, we had our disabled computer guy character. You know, we, we've used this on phony phone calls before. This is the guy who uh, has to talk through one of those machines because he's completely right. disabled. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go into too much backstory, but the guy's, you know, he's, he's, got, he's on hard times, and the only thing he can do is talk through a computer, kind of like um, that famous scientist, Robin, who died. Stephen Hawking. Uh, Stephen Hawking, yeah. He, he was based on Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> what would it be if a disabled guy called into one of these uh, radio talk shows? Would they be indulged or would they be thrown off? So here's what we came up with. Here's the disabled guy calling into a conservative radio show. Very, very conservative. And uh, he confesses that he's been cheating on his wife. Because remember we saw in the movie Stephen Hawking was cheating on his wife? He cheated on his wife. This woman who, yeah. you know, stayed with him when he was very ill and crazy nursed him. Yeah. So here we are for your listening pleasure. But if they come around asking you about vaccination, I would think that's a violation of the HIPAA, HIPAA laws. Yeah. Oh, they sure will. They sure will. Go ahead, 973. Hello. Hello. I must apologize for my speech. Okay. I am disabled and speak with the aid of a computer. That's okay. I'm calling because I need advice. Okay. Go ahead. For the last three years, I have been having a torrid and rather sexy affair with my physical therapist, and I am debating whether to tell my wife. Well, so you married your wife, you made a promise to her, you made a commitment to her. I mean, uh, you know what, honesty is always the best policy. Just uh, break it to her. It started out with some innocent flirting. Next thing I knew, she was straddling my wheelchair and giving me something I hadn't experienced in decades. A boner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What can I say? It turns out the cure for total body paralysis is perky 28-year-old tits. Oh, boy. Ha, oh, ha, okay. Ha, 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 ha. So she's young, I knew it. I knew it. What the fuck? Oh, shit. What the fuck? Oh, fuck. I knew That's it. That's my wife. She uh -oh. has been listening this whole time. That's right. I'm his wife. I, too, am disabled and speak with the aid of a computer. Oh, wow. I knew you were off again with one of your little whores. Well, he, well hang on. Maybe, please. My father was right. I never should have married your scrawny, crippled ass. Well, well it turns out I'm not so crippled. The only reason I couldn't get hard was you. Oh, Sex boy. with you was so bad I felt like my cunt was paralyzed. Oh. Which, by the way, it's not. I know this because I've been cheating on you, too, with my personal trainer, Brian. Oh. Brian, that vegetable. You've got to be kidding me. So you're having an affair, is that true? Yes, I am. 
and he's no vegetable. Okay. He has feeling in his right leg, and his text-to-speech computer makes yours sound like total fucking dog shit. Bullshit. Well, I don't know who Brian is, Not but... to mention he's hung. And yes, it actually you, gets I mean... hard and calm. Unlike oh, that no. useless atrophied chunk of silly taffy you call a cock. All right, guys. Get All fucked. Right, guys, guys, guys. Hey, baby. Come back to bed. Uh-oh. What the fuck? What the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> That's right. Brian is here now. What so the he's fuck? He's with you right now. Does, does your wait a second? Does your husband know this? Fuck no. Did he sneak in the house? He snuck in while you were downstairs spilling your guts on this lame ass radio show. So he's in the house. While you right were on now. the phone, whining like a little girl, I was fucking your missus upstairs. Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you. Why don't you come down here and say that to my face? Oh wait. Oh boy. That's right. You can't walk downstairs. Ha, oh, yeah? ha, 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 you fucking human paperweight. Oh, yeah? You guys aren't going to start fighting with each Stop other, it, are you? both of you. You're going to wake up our son. I'm using the electric sterling. All right, guys, we don't want to be fighting each other. Just come try on. it, fuck boy. Here I come, motherfucker. Come at me, bitch. All right. Fuck you. I guess he's getting on the stairlifter. Here I come. Stop it. Stop it, you idiot. Well, Here I am. You are so fucked. Come on, you glorified zucchini on wheels. Just try me, bitch. Guys, 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 no fight. Activating please. extender arm. What the fuck? Attack. Ow. Attack. Ouchie. Right, well, Ouchie. Are you hitting him? Who's what hitting the who? fuck? You're like a crippled James Bond. What are you guys doing? I mean, how? I mean, you're you're both in wheelchairs. Activate colostomy bag evacuation. What? I hope you like the taste of my shit. No. Oh, no. Stop. Stop. Guys. Oh, Dear fuck. Stop the fight. He just dumped guys. his shit bag on me. Oh, my piss, oh. too. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, boy, that's assault. I can't taste his feces. Ha, 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 Jesus ha. Christ. That, that, that is the worst kind of assault ever. Oh, man, What oh, man. the fuck is wrong with you two? Now our entire house smells like shit and piss. Oh, God. That's it. I am going to ram you with my chair. Oh, Just try it. Shit breath. Oh, God. I'm about to comma Kazi your life lizard. All right, guys. I think you guys need to separate there. Maybe go back to your corners or, or back to Here your bedroom. Here I go. Ramming speed. Come on. Come on, bitch. Call in, call in number, because if you call 911, you're all going to jail. Charge. Oh, fuck. Ow, 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 ow. Uh-oh. Malfunction. Oh, fuck. Malfunction. What's going on? My wheelchair is malfunctioning. Oh, fuck, no. Malfunction. What the fuck? Oh, no. What have you done? Malfunction. Fuck. Fuck. Are you okay? I can't breathe. Fuck. Windpipe feels crushed. Are you okay? Fuck, 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 fuck. Light fading. Well, I mean, I gotta kind of let you go here. He's dying. What the fuck? Malfunction. Uh, I've got Malfunction. Other Darkness I, I, coming in. Can't breathe. Know, I, I don't want to put that. I'm kind of like a little uh, worried about you, though. Uh, He's dead. Oh, my God. He's dead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, guys. There he goes. We got him off the air there. Uh, apparently, uh, he cheated on his wife. And, uh, of course, I talked to the wife, and she was cheating, and actually had the guy upstairs in the house while this guy was on the phone. So there was a quite a uh, tobacco there. So it was uh, terrible. It's just terrible. This uh, uh. they all—they're—they're they're all, they're all looking for greener grass, and they're never going to find it. Yeah, another broken family in America. There you go. A good example of broken families. Wow, they call the right show. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's like a. Handicap Shakespearean epic. Yeah. Yeah. They sat there through the whole thing. Yeah, I, I barely sat I don't there through th- the whole I thing. I think they still think they heard something real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some show. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Yes, Donna. This is Donna from New York. Go ahead, Donna. 
Howard, I just had to call him and say that that Bang O'Clock song was fucking awesome. I loved it. It's my new favorite song, and I'm going to fucking jam out to it. I had to call and tell you. I tell you, one of, my, uh, one of my many talents. Uh, you know, when I put together the demo, I, I knew there was some lightning there. I just needed the right singer. <laughs> yes, you did. And you collaborated, and good job. Yeah. Thank you. Keep it up. And do more, 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 more. But that song, yeah. I might have to write a couple more songs added? today. We're going to rock, bang a clock, fucking A. Great song. Donna, I'm going to call you my first groupie uh, with yeah, my new musical Yeah, you better career. start the fan club, Donna. Yeah. Uh, sweetheart, I'm you can come backstage while it. I perform my song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, I love your wife, so I'm not so sure about that. Uh, okay. Hi, Rob, Thank and you, I Donna. love you, too. And Fred, hi. Well, then sit in the audience Do when I, I perform guys. that song and then throw your bra at me. Do that. Like a, <laughs> like a Tom Jones fan. Panties, panties. Yeah, throw, throw your panties up on stage and your room key. <laughs> Wasn't that Tom Jones? I mean, he said, like, yes. when we would throw their panties up and say, I'm like, so I know that's weird. bullshit. Dude, <laughs> you mean they, they slid their panties off during the show and threw them up on the stage? You really, I mean, come on. Is, I mean, I know you're a hot guy and everything and you had a big career, but. Yeah. I wasn't buying that story for a minute. You can't fool me. They didn't do that for Elvis. They did it for Tom Jones. By the way, we got a lot of nice comments on Jimmy Kimmel yesterday appearing. Jimmy came on to talk about his new documentary, The 86 Mets, on ESPN, called Once Upon a Time in Queens. Audience loved uh, having uh, Jimmy and I in the same room. Uh, Absolutely. The very famous Jeff Jarvis tweeted, Jimmy Kimmel with Howard is the greatest comedy buddy Jimbo movie. Jimbo Kimmel. I'd love to hear Jimmy, this is another one, I'd love to hear Jimmy Kimmel and Howard mic'd up when they are hanging out on vacation. How different is it from their conversations on the air? Their friendship is like a match made in heaven. Oh, it's so much fun. You've to... got a bromance thing going. It's sort I of do. like Steve and Marty and uh, Howie yeah, right. and Jimmy. That's right. Or like <laughs> Dean and Jerry before the breakup. Before the breakup. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait to watch the Mets documentary Jimmy did for ESPN. Every time he's on, it's great conversation between obvious friends who not only love and respect each other, but get one another. Also, hearing Gary's story about bonding with his dad at the Mets game was great. Uh, on yesterday's show, Jimmy offered to give Wendy the slow adult $500 if she agreed to get vaccinated. Uh, we've had many conversations with Wendy where she said she will not get vaccinated. She's spoken to Wolfie about it extensively. Uh, just as a follow-up, I know you'll be curious about this, Robin. Wolfie called Wendy. Mm -hmm. He, he he meticulously explained Jimmy's offer, and here is her response. What do you think? You think Wendy's because Jimmy said five hundred bucks. You know she loves money, and mm -hmm. that's what they're doing with people. You know they have been offering people money and lottery tickets and seats to concerts, anything they can to get people to take the vaccine. I would think that Wendy would jump at the chance for five hundred dollars. All right, let's see if you're right. Here we go. Jimmy has a proposal for you. He will send you $500 if you get vaccinated and show proof. What is your response to that? Um, I don't, I don't know about that because, um, there will be some complication between that because my fans doesn't want me to get it. So you're going to listen to your fans who are telling you not to get vaccinated? 
in pubs right now, I'm sick and I can't get out anywhere till I'm better. Me and my mom's not taking it because you don't know what could happen to it. So, Wendy, will you go through with Jimmy's proposal and get vaccinated? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't know yet. Might be too late. Uh, well, that's not a no. <laughs> Wendy couldn't list any side effects that she's heard about, but she's you don't know about what's going to happen to you. Hasn't everything happened to you already? <laughs> and Wendy, I'm not going to play you the whole phone call, but Wendy also told Wolfie that she can't get vaccinated because she has a reaction to things going up her nose. It doesn't so, go up your nose. That's well, the Robin, test. stop showing off. Okay. All right. <laughs> but you know what? What else could happen to Wendy? Evidently, Wendy has no idea how vaccinations work. And quite frankly, I know she has some conditions there. You can hear that cough. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, she, she could use everything she can get. Yeah, I, I only wish. Uh, yes, Eric, you're on the air. This is Eric from, oh, Las Vegas, Ronnie's hometown. Ah, maybe he's seen Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I hey, wish I had, but. I was just calling to tell you, man, that disabled uh, prank call was awesome. That had me busting up that. <laughs> yes, yes, it's an epic. Uh, we're very excited about it here. In fact, uh, I've been contacted by, um, I don't want to say who, but they're they're thinking of turning it into a movie. I was going to say, that should be filmed. <laughs> yeah, I heard because from... Uh, there's so much action. Also, you know who else called me? Uh, Brian from the band Bon Jovi wants to turn it into a musical on Broadway. That phone, oh. phone call. Yeah. Brian's got a lot to write. He's writing everything. That's right. Oh, look at And also, I did have a question. Do, what about Ronnie? Is there any uh, sightings on Ronnie in Las Vegas? Well, I have to assume people are out there seeing Ronnie. It must be so exciting for all of Las Vegas. I mean, not since Cher appeared at Caesar's Palace as uh, this uh, so uh, star of Ronnie's Vegas. caliber living in Vegas. Right. Right. To have the actual star living Vegas. there. <laughs> <laughs> Not since Mike Tyson moved in with his tiger has uh, Las Vegas been so excited. Maybe Mike and Ronnie right. will be hanging out one day. That's right. Absolutely. So keep your eyes open. You'll probably see a sighting very soon. Michelle, you're on the air in Florida. Hey, now. First time, long time. By the way, Michelle, hey, just this note on Ronnie. There are now Ronnie impersonators in Vegas, by the way. They're, they're, they're so excited. <laughs> Yes, I, can't, I can't wait to take a flight. I I just wanted to comment on Jimmy's appearance yesterday. I love every time he comes. Yes. And I live in Parkland, Florida. My daughter was part of the, she's a survivor of the shooting. And Jimmy uh, mm. Kimmel and a few others, Jimmy Fallon, and I have been so supportive. And he appeared um, at her graduation this past year, and it meant a lot to her and her classmates of 2021. They were freshmen during the shooting and lost a lot of friends. And um, when Jimmy Kimmel appeared, her, um, he they had a whole video um, montage of all and Fallon of all these celebrities that gave the children their best wishes in their future. Oh. And have been so supportive over the past three years, three and a half years. So I just wanted to thank him personally All for right. everyone well, in there person. There you go. All right. Okay. Did you know the uh, Did you know the shooter? No, 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 no. I know the children that died, um, but not yeah. the shooter. 
Um, and many of the people that there were 17 others that were shot. I know, but he, I can't imagine sending your kids to school now with all these school shootings. I don't know if I could, I'd be like too worried all day. I mean, uh, I've gone, I've gone by some schools. I've, you know, coincidentally when I go on a walk and I see some schools when the kids get out, they have police presence and stuff, which is great, but yeah, man, it is such a dangerous proposition. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate the uh, phone call. Glad you enjoyed no Jimmy. Jimmy had done that. Both Jimmys. Both the two Jimmys. house guests, uh, you know, dinner guests, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. were what in that say? same video. Yeah. I had to sit there with them and make up charity stuff that I've done, actually. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't look like a heel. Uh, Tom Arnold uh, impression yesterday. The fans got a kick out of Craig Gass and his Tom Arnold impression. It was so yeah, great. Yeah, forget everyone. about that in a great show like that with all that stuff going on. But that was some impression. Tom Arnold needs major help. Oh, never mind. That was just Craig Gass doing a dead-on impression of him. <laughs> I heard Craig's Tom Arnold impression. It was right on the money. Great impression plus great material equals great appearance. And finally, it was so awesome hearing Craig Gass do Tom Arnold on Tuesday. I think you, I think I heard you mention some other impressions Craig does. I'd love to hear them. Well, we, for sure. We definitely will do that in the future. And uh, many people, much to my surprise, are enjoying my Let's say synopsis of the Princess Die musical. They love my version of it. Uh, we discussed Broadway's plan They're to reopen. They're going to prefer your version to the one that actually winds up on Broadway. I'm listening live to Howard's Diana musical, Laughing Like a Loon. So funny. I needed that laugh today. I'm listening. I'm, I, I would write it if somebody would approach me. <laughs> I'm sitting here at work listening to the Princess Diana musical segment. I had actual tears running down my face. My coworkers thought I received some sort of bad family news. Well, there you go. It, it's bringing people tears, um, oh. which it was meant to be. That's, the, that's yeah. it. Well, that was fun. You want to end the show? We could end the show. I mean, I, I do. I mean, the Karen's report. I have this game, but maybe we'll save it for next week. Yeah, there's always next yeah. week. Yeah. Are you yeah. burning to to share something? Well, I'm burning to share OJ Summer. Ah. Uh. I love the Karen's thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be smart about it. Okay. I'm gonna be smart about it. I'm gonna wait on all of this stuff. Make I'm gonna tickle all of your asses with a feather and let you know there is so much stuff. You know, I I mean I have important things to do this afternoon. Like, for example, I have to take a nap. Okay. Jesus Christ, I nap for yesterday I napped for like an hour and a half. Beth Beth called the um the mortician. She thought I passed. <laughs> they had to come and put a mirror under your nose to see if you yeah. were breathing. I love to nap. You know, because I wake up, I'm, I'm a little dopey. But do but you I... get to sleep well at night if you sleep yes. that long? Yeah. Really? I'm sleeping, I'm sleeping a tremendous amount. I'm sure there's something wrong with me. <laughs> when I got the news about Norm and I was all upset, and then I go, there's something wrong with me. Immediately, I figured there was something wrong with me. You know what a hypochondriac I am. Yes, but thank goodness you didn't know what Norm had so you could get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just hope Norm had some people around him when he died. I, I don't hope know Norm was happy. Ah, uh, you always top me. You always No, me. it's just like if he had loved ones around him, whatever he wanted and needed and, and wanted his life to be, I hope that happened for him. Right. 
That's how I feel, too, whatever you just said. Because he certainly gave us a lot of joy. Oh, yeah? I hope Norm had all of that and more. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think of that? Okay. Wise guy. Okay. (laughs) I outdid you. Usually you top me every time. Can I top you just once? (laughs) Nope. I win again. Yeah, that Parkland shooting that woman was talking about, that was a horrible one. Awful. What were the circumstances? Was it was a kid in the school, was it? Or what was that? Somebody invaded the school and started shooting, and they got by the security guard, mm. and, and he didn't go in to try to stop oh, him, and they waited yeah, for the yeah, police. Yeah. And... Oh, God. A nightmare. Our world seems really dark these days. Oh, well, let's end the show on that note. You have anything upbeat to say? Oh, I'm trying to think. What am I uh, looking forward to now? (laughs) Another episode of Steve Martin's show. They haven't put one up yet. (laughs) I like when they stream a whole show. You know, I found that also with, uh, I'm watching uh, Titans on. um, I haven't started that yet. You're smart because they don't have all the episodes up yet. And then what happens is then I forget about it and I never, I, I, like I lose track of the story. You know what I am yeah. watching though? I had what? to find a show that Beth, like a lot of times at night, Beth does all of her, she calls it rounds, which is, uh, she, we have so many, um, foster cats that, you know, that come through here that she has to at night feed them and clean up their litter box and do all that stuff. So I lay in bed and I wait for her and I had to find a show that she wouldn't be interested in. Oh, really? Because that, yeah. otherwise you'd want to watch it together? Right. So I found on Netflix Manifest. And I think oh. Manifest is a show that no way Beth would want to watch. It's about some plane that goes down and uh, the people the people somehow live. It's a terrible uh, the plane disappears plane for five years. Yeah. Yeah. They they disappear for five years, but they come back like almost the same day, and no one knows what happened. That they they're were the gone same for five age years. and everything. They they yeah. didn't age. You know, everybody else is older when they come back. And I saw it has three seasons, so I go, well, that's a lot of shows I could watch, and I'll get into it. And I started watching it, and I know now I'm on season three. I'm all the way up to, up to episode two, and I'm like, I know this fucking show is going nowhere. They're yanking my chain. It's this. It's like this TV show Lost. Remember that show? Oh, it's yeah. the same thing. They're they're yanking my chain. I know they don't have an ending. For they this have thing. no answer. Yes. Yeah, and they. <laughs> it's, it's, so now Beth came in and she started. At one point, two of the characters are making out. She goes, "I can't believe you're watching this without me." I go, "Honey, this is the first makeout scene I've ever seen. You just happen to watch. It's it's a horrible show." Meanwhile, I can't stop watching it. Like I raced to bed. To I didn't even it. know there were three seasons. I was watching it for a while, and then I was like, "No, this is just going nowhere." Well, I saw three seasons, and I went, "Well, this is something I can watch." So I've been watching it, and there's some attractive people in it, and uh, I just know there's no ending. It's I can tell the writers don't have an ending. It's all bullshit. It has to be from the same people who scam me with Lost. Well, who they keep that, expanding it too. You know, like they have a certain. Mm set of issues and now it's meandering into other areas oh i'm watching it the other night 
you know, even with with shows that are made up, you got to have some sort of logic to the re, to the reality of the show. Some guy he dies and he and he just comes back, and it, would, it made no sense. I should write an ending to this show just so they have one because I know they don't. But have they've one already. Sh- oh, the, the well, there's a fourth mm, season coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, so what happened was uh, my kids really into the show. This is how I know about it. So it looked like it was over. And I guess right. they have like a super big fan base. So people like clamored for it. So they just announced a couple of days ago, there's going to be a fourth season. So if you don't see an ending coming, it's just going to go on for another season. Yeah. Oh, when is the fourth season? Well, I mean, write t- to them, Howard. My whole, write to them. My whole life is tied up with this show. <laughs> well, you wanted to have a good ending. You better suggest yeah. it. Oh, I didn't know there were three seasons. I lost it a long, I lost the thread a long time ago. I was watching it mm. when it was actually on television. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I have to go do. I have to go lay down and watch Manifest. I tried watching those MTV awards. Forget it. You can't. Don't try it. You'll be upset. So depressing. Uh, I started to think about it yesterday, and I said, "Oh, you said it wasn't even worth watching. Maybe." Well, it's just that the music sucks. Well, I can fast forward through that. You know. Yeah, but but then what are you watching? (laughs) Nothing. Well, it's worth the Foo, Foo Fighters were good. Um, Madonna didn't sing; she just no. showed up and spoke. Ed Sheeran was good. Ed Sheeran's got okay. talent. Yeah, I want to take a look at him anyway. You need to see him. <laughs> and that kid, Sean Mendez, had an interesting outfit on. Well, uh, there were a lot of. I saw. Well, maybe that was the Met Gala. I'm confused with all these outfits that were seen yeah. this week. Good-looking kid, but he was wearing something my mom would wear. It was uh, like a blouse and a and culottes. Oh, you know, there's this guy. I sometimes I can't listen to him for very long because he rambles. He's a black guy who you know pontificates, and uh, he the I saw the blurb on his YouTube thing yesterday was why so many black men are wearing skirts. <laughs> and he's going to have an intelligent conversation about it. I was like, oh, wow, how could you have an intelligent conversation about that? I don't know any black guys wearing skirts. Well, apparently he sees it a lot. <laughs> really? Where does he live, in prison? I have no idea. But, you know, now that you're saying this, I'm like, oh, he must have gotten that topic from watching the MTV Awards. First of all, the irony is, MTV doesn't have anything to do with music anymore, and it's weird that they have. But it's fine. I mean, I, I'll tune in for that stuff. But it was it was it wasn't that good. Only had um, nine hundred thousand live viewers, which <laughs> really yeah, which was like a thirty two percent drop from last year because they've got to stop doing it if that's all they're getting. Yeah, but maybe they get a hit, you know, with all the publicity it generates and all that kind maybe. of stuff. And, but yeah, nobody, where do you see these music videos? You have to actually go looking for them because MTV doesn't play them. I want to go watch that uh, talk about uh, why black guys were wearing skirts. <laughs> I never know. I mean, this I'll, is completely... I'll check it out and, and see. <laughs> uh, you know, he discusses every topic, you know. And really? Always, hey. you know, he's got some thoughts, some intelligent thoughts. He always says it's an intelligent conversation he's going to have. All right, so here's the news. Why Next Nick week... Cannon had another child out of wedlock, you know. That's... Oh, really? I want to hear that. 
I would like to know what's going on there. Um, uh, here's what we'll get to next week. Uh, by the way, Wednesday, Coldplay is going to perform. Um, Ooh. I'm going to have, yes, going to be very exciting. Gary uh, will present the Karens, O.J. Simpson Summer. I will review that. Um, I'm, I'm going to do uh, a review also of, uh, um, well, okay, I won't even mention this, but I have something uh, with music coming up, and also um, we're going to play this very exciting game called Back to School Staff Stories. <laughs> and Robin, it will blow your mind. All right. I can't wait. Yes. And good news the California recall failed, and Gavin Newsom is still governor. And Caitlyn Jenner actually generated 55,797 votes, which is. Can we talk about... to each one of those people? Because <laughs> we got to find shocked. out what's going on. I'm shocked they found 55,000 people to vote for someone who said, I am pro I am pro choice, but I'm also for. Uh, the abortion bill in Texas. The point is, why are they voting for Caitlin? What was it that she said that they got behind? Well, I'm going to try and track down some of these people. 